people from, from afar as well, because it's not just people from Milton Keynes. I've seen people travelling from all over the counties to come here, and he's just let everyone down. He's let the whole of Christmas down, really. I mean, he should be embarrassed and he should be ashamed of himself. A man will appear in court today charged with the killing of missing teenager Jaden Parkinson. Jaden, who's 17, was last seen almost a fortnight ago at a railway station in Oxfordshire. Ben Blakely, who's 22 and from Reading, is charged with murder and perverting the course of justice. On a visit to Stevenage today, Ed Miliband will say a Labour government would allow councils to expand beyond their current boundaries to provide new housing. From Westminster, Ian Watson reports. The Labour leader will be very specific about which areas would be in the forefront of any battle over new development. Four Labour councils, Stevenage, Oxford, Luton and York, would initially be given the right to expand into neighbouring areas to provide up to 40,000 new homes between them. If that expansion were to be opposed by adjacent authorities, the government's planning inspectorate would adjudicate and, if necessary, speed up planning permission for new housing. A hearing which begins today at the Supreme Court will consider a case that's one of the biggest challenges yet to the law that governs the right to die. Paul Lamb will say that at the time of his choosing, he wants a doctor to be allowed to kill him. The government is expected to outline its plans for tackling slavery and human trafficking today. It wants to increase the maximum sentence for offenders from 14 years to life imprisonment. The draft bill will also propose the creation of a new anti-slavery commissioner. The founder of the anti-human trafficking charity Hope for Justice, Ben Cooley, says victims often find it hard to approach the authorities for help. A lot of the victims that we help are, are very frightened, fearful of Uh, the trafficker, what he might do to them physically or the families back home. Joan Fontaine, one of Hollywood's biggest stars in the 1940s, has died. She was 96. The Oscar-winning actress was best known for playing vulnerable, sometimes naive characters, such as in Alfred Hitchcock's films Rebecca and Suspicion, as well as in Litter from an Unknown Woman and Jane Eyre. And in cricket, Australia have set England a target of 504 to chase in the third Ashes test at Perth. A few moments ago, England were 55 for one in reply. And the weather, cloudy and mild without breaks of rain today at a high of 12 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. We're coming to towns and villages all across our counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Being local, just keeping it local. Nice place to live, nice place to bring up the kids. All this week in Buckingham. I like to support the local shops where we can. I think it's nice for a catch-up. Well, it's a happy little country town, which is vitally important that we still support it. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, that's it. Everything is where it should be and as it should be, which is good. Good. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. A lot to get through this morning, and I imagine I imagine there are one or two angry people listening to this. Not people who are still angry that it's me, not Simon Lederman doing it, but, but people who went to Winter Wonderland, Milton Keynes. What do you get if you cross smoking elves with a cut-price Santa and a plastic ice rink? Well, you get a lot of angry parents, an early closure for the Milton Keynes Winter Wonderland. Families headed to Campbell Park this morning, hoping for a little bit of Christmas magic, but they didn't get it. If you went, or if you were planning to go, could you give me a call, please, and tell me just how bad it was? 08459 455 555. 
A few weeks ago, we talked about the shared space in Dunstable, you know, the area outside Asda where motorists and pedestrians are supposed to trust in compassion and courtesy rather than crossings and traffic lights. Well, we're going to go back there with the highways boss boss who insists it's all hunky-dory. And Andy Murray has won Sports Personality of the Year. Sports Personality of the Year. Really? Who do we phone to complain? Ah, me. 08459 455 555. You can go to facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR or you can send me a text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a snow-covered pine forest and a spot of ice skating before following the merry laughter of jolly elves to a log cabin where Father Christmas awaits with a twinkle in his eye and a present for every girl and boy. Well, that's what people visiting Milton Keynes' Winter Wonderland were hoping for. Instead, what they got was a plastic ice rink, a few trees in a tent, smoking elves and a Santa in a pound shop beard. The picture of the Santa is incredible. You can see all of his clothes underneath! Although it was supposed to run until the 22nd, the sheer number of complaints has led to the event being closed yesterday, plus the charity, which had been set to benefit from sales, releasing a statement saying they'd rather that you donated directly. Well, our reporter Matt Lockwood went there yesterday and spoke to a number of disappointed families. Have you come here for the Winter Wonderland today? Yes. Uh, it's been cancelled. You can't go in health and safety reasons. Was it? Yeah. How do I know that? I don't know. You're not taking the mic. I'm, we're not <laughs> taking the mic. We just found out today. Oh, really? Yeah. How old's your grandson? Three years old now. Well, we came two weeks ago to the Milton Keynes Centre to see Father Christmas, but we couldn't get in, so we bought the ticket to come today. And you're saying it's closed. How are you going to get the money back? That's the question, isn't it? Yeah, There'll isn't be a lot it, yeah. of people who want to get their money back very angry today. One unhappy family there, and here's another. I mean, what happened to you? Uh, so we came yesterday, opening day. Um, came with my son and my, uh, my niece. Uh, absolute shambles, shocking, not worth any money at all um, horrendous experience um, the people should be ashamed of themselves they cannot call it winter wonderland at all wrecked a lot of people's Christmases you say it was a shambles what things did you see that made you think yeah this is not right uh, it was a glorified funfair basically um, out of push really uh, the real ice rink wasn't real ice at all my niece fell over hurt herself on it um, to find out they didn't have a first aid kit let alone plaster um, and Santa wasn't a no-show Santa was here at 10 o'clock. By 1 o'clock, he was nowhere to be seen. I mean, I've been in today, just a very quick tour of it. It doesn't feel festive at all to me. It is just a, a circus, a funfair, a few decorations scattered about, but um, there's nothing festive about it, is there? No, no, I think they've clearly been to, um, you know, Poundland or somewhere to get their decorations. It's For the money we paid, it's really, really shocking. How much did you pay then altogether? How uh, many so people went? It was four of us in total. My sister booked it, I think it was £22 um, for the kids to see Santa and the ice rink. Um, but then, because we had to go on the rides, because obviously they were disappointed through not seeing Santa, so we had to do something to cheer them up. I think it's disgusting. You know, if this was just a character in a theme park, OK, this is Santa. You know, this is two weeks or, you know, ten days or whatever it is before Christmas. It shattered a lot of kids' you know, picture of Santa and what Santa's all about. OK, we can see various people leaving now, vans, caravans. That looks like what would have been a bit of a bobsleigh there. 
I mean, how much do you think you've spent uh, as a family? Um, we've spent the obviously the petrol to come here, which is not cheap, um, and then we've probably spent over a hundred pounds in the centre this morning pacifying the children. Um, the staff in the centre also seem quite deluged, to be fair, with people going in there trying to see Santa, and obviously it's fully booked in there. And at this time of year, when you know things are tough for everybody out there, people have less money to have to spend a hundred pound in one go to keep the kids happy. I yeah. mean. That's not good, is it? No, not at all. And obviously, people have got some people have got no conscience to put something on and, and not make it what it was promised to be. And uh, I've been told that the organizer is hiding in a tent on the site. So, <laughs> if you could speak to him right now, what would you say to him? I think he should come out here and explain why he's stolen Christmas from three children. Um, and all the, I mean, we've been in the car park for 15 minutes here, um, and there we've seen dozens have, have come and gone. Well, if you went uh, 08459 455 555 or if you were planning to go, give me a call. Now, we had loads of calls and emails at BBC Three Counties Radio yesterday. One of the people who contacted us was Marcus Morgan. Morning, Marcus. Good morning, Ian. You went. Who who did you take with you? Uh, It's myself, my wife and our three-year-old son, James. What was it like? (laughs) Uh, Well, as you just heard on there, um, uh, it was a glorified funfair, Um, essentially. The... um, the reports coming out from uh, from this organiser, you know, well, it was our first time, and uh, uh, it, that's rubbish. It, it was uh, it was just very poorly set out. There was no Christmas Wonderland experience. Um, it was a fun fair with some additional tents. One of those additional tents had uh, an artificial, uh, a very small artificial ice rink in. Um, and then the other tent had apparently the Santa's Grotto, not that we could see it because we turned up on opening morning at about half eleven and it was closed. Um, With the greatest of respect and, and in mind of your uh, your son James, I think you did well to avoid the Santa's Grotto. The photo, the photo, <laughs> from the it, pictures, uh, yes. I was, it wasn't the real Father Christmas there, kids. It was someone in a very, very cheap outfit. You could see his clothes underneath. Yeah. So was, I think you did well to miss that, to be honest. Yeah, it was shocking, you know. I mean, uh, there were queues there. There was a lot, a lot of angry people around. And to be honest, we just left straight away. Um, and, uh, and took him somewhere else. I wasn't willing to, to ruin the experience for him. So James, who's three, he, he, he didn't get to see enough of it to be disappointed? No, exactly. Good. To him, Good. you know, I, I explained that uh, uh, we had to come up with some excuse about Father Christmas and then took him elsewhere to uh, to do that, and elsewhere to do the, the ice skating as well. I wasn't going to subject him to that. That was uh, terrible. Well, good for you. I mean, the thing is, with these kind of things, when they're rubbish, as adults, sometimes we expect things to be a little bit rubbish, and we, we, you know, but when it's Christmas and it's kids, you can't afford to cut any corners can you? No, exactly. And, you know, these days, generally, it is quite expensive to go to these kind of places. And we don't mind it, you know, for our, for our young children to have that experience. Generally, we'll, we'll always stump up the cash to do that. Um, but you expect something in return, you know, you, you expect a bit of magic, a bit of wonder. Um, and, and when that doesn't happen, when people uh, are trying to scrimp and save and trying to con money out of you, it's just, it's heartbreaking for the kids, it really is. Have you managed to get a refund yet? Uh, no, um, the, there's been a lot of talk about it. If, if it ever happens, great. Um, you know, I've pretty much written off that money. Uh, well, keep listening to the, keep listening to the station this morning. So I know that Lorenzo, the gentleman who organised it, is going to be on with JVS at nine o'clock, and I, th- I would imagine that Jonathan will be finding out how people can get refunds. So make sure you keep listening, Marcus. Yes, thank you. And uh, I hope you and James uh, have a fantastic Christmas. Lovely. Thanks very much. Ian. Thank you very much indeed. If you were there. Sounds awful. He did so well, that little lad, not seeing that Father Christmas, because it would have broken his heart. 
It's in all the papers. It's in the mail. It's in the sun. 08459 555555. The Milton Keynes Winter Wonderland. Did you go? Another Saturday night that I ain't got nobody. I got some money because I just got paid. Now how I wish I had someone to talk to. I'm in an awful way. Dig this. I got in town a month ago. I seen a lot of girls assisting. If I could meet them, I could get them. But as yet I haven't met them. That's why I'm in the shape I'm in. Here another Saturday night that I ain't got nobody. I got some money cause I just got paid. Now how I wish I had someone to talk to. I'm in an awful way. Now another fella told me he had a sister who looked just fine. Instead of being she had a stranger's image to a cat named Frankenstein Here another Saturday night and I ain't got nobody I got some money cause I just got paid Now how I wish I had some shit to talk to Swinging two chicks on my arm. Oh, yeah. Listen to me, huh? It's hard on a fella when he don't know his way around. If I don't find me a honey to help me spend my money, I'm gonna have to blow this town. Here it's another Saturday night, and I Five nine four double is the phone number. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Right, it's 8.15. Let's get the latest travel news. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. No issues to report on the major routes so far. Things are already getting a bit busy in Bricketwood, though, on the North Orbital. That's heavy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And the speed sensors are showing that those morning delays in Harpenden on the High Street are going on around the station. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. All right, it's coming up to 6.16. It's Monday the 16th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A stream of complaints over the winter wonderland in Milton Keynes has caused it to close early. Ed Miliband will say today that councils like Stevenage and Luton should be allowed to build houses outside of their boundaries. And in sport, Watford manager Gianfranco Zola is considering his future following nine successive defeats. The weather today, outbreaks of rain, some of them heavy, heavy, but staying cloudy and mild with a high of 12 Celsius. BBC Three Counties Radio. Miss. Have a wonderful Christmas on BBC One. 
I've never been one for the boisterous Christmas party. I'd rather sit in my festive onesie playing games like Guess the Christmas TV programme. So here's a clue for you. I'm going down the square to enjoy a swift Dame Edna Everidge in the Wormwood Scrub. Easy. Okay, this one's about a 900-year-old man, even older than me, who travels extensively. Yowzers! All right, nuns on bikes, nurses on bikes, nuns who are nurses on bikes. Steady! If Claudia's clues left you in the dark, see the full BBC One Christmas schedule online, including EastEnders, Doctor Who and Call the Midwife. Search online for BBC One Christmas.
Here's an email I got from Catherine about, not you, Catherine, other Catherine, uh, about the uh, Winter Wonderland. I'd like to know when I'll get a refund for tickets I bought for next Saturday evening. How will I receive a refund? Why has there been no response, as I've already emailed, with this regard to this issue? I also think the Parks Trust and Council should take responsibility for their involvement in this. They agreed to it going ahead and are therefore partly responsible for the huge disappointment for all the families affected. Doesn't sound like fun, does it? 08459 455 555. If you went to the Winter Wonderland experience uh, in Milton Keynes or if you were planning on going. Morning, Mike, Justin. Yeah. Morning, Justin. Hello, Ian. You well? Yes, I'm fine. Your mic is working. Yes, we can Thank hear you. you. We can hear it's you. It's a different mic. Sorry? It's a different mic we're talking about. Anyway, we'll come to that in a second. Oh, oh is there someone there called Mike? Yes, there oh, is. Oh, I see. Well, is he working? Uh, yes, he is working right now, actually. Excellent. Well, we'll get, we'll get to that, Mike, in a second. Uh, now, a couple of weeks ago, we, uh, uh, two little words led to a flood of phone calls. Those two words were shared space. The new layout near Asda in Dunstable is meant to foster love and harmony between drivers and pedestrians. But you've been telling us the reality is that no one knows who has priority and that you take your life in your own hands when you use it on foot. Now, Justin, you have been there, haven't you? Yeah, Ian, to, to be quite honest with you, it, you know, in my opinion, it's an absolute nightmare. Um, it's caught driving Dunstable. We mentioned Mike. He's here right now. Mike, just a, a quick question. I know you're working this morning, but um, caught driving Dunstable, in your opinion, just how dangerous is that road for pedestrians? Very extremely dangerous. It's supposed to be a 20 mile an hour limit, but nobody seems to realise that, and they come hacking down there at 30 plus. And those markings on the road are supposed to be consider- consideration crossings. No, nobody bothers with them either. So have you no, seen near misses here? I've seen several near misses. I've been nearly missed myself. I've just missed myself. Really? Right across the road going home, yeah. So your advice to the council will be to, to do something about this quickly before somebody is seriously injured? Yes, uh, reinstate the pedestrian crossings, the zebra crossings, where drivers actually realise they have to stop. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Mike. No he, so there you he go. makes a good point there, Justin, because I, I know these kind of crossings, these raised bits in the road, mm. are, as a driver, I, I don't think I have to stop. I don't quite know what the rules are. Well, put it this way, I, I was working in this area on Friday night and Saturday night, and um, I got a lift down here with somebody, and again, you know, they, they were coming across this for the very first time, it was totally confusing, uh, there's no traffic lights here, you'll hear a report later on with Paul Mason from Central Bedfordshire Council, and what he says about traffic lights, I find absolutely incredible, so mm. you'll hear that later, but, but effectively, Ian, um, there's no road markings here at all, you've got roundabouts that don't look like roundabouts, there's no traffic lights, so, so people trying to cross the road are, are really taking a chance. What they have, they've got these red bricks in the road. Now, coming up to those as a motorist for the first time, there's no signs anywhere. Uh, those are meant to be courtesy crossings. So some motorists stop for pedestrians, some don't. It's as simple as that. Yeah. It's, it's very, very confusing. You've heard from Mike, and uh, here's some more views of people locally in the area about this particular road. I think it's ridiculously dangerous. This road is absolutely chaos. Tell us why. People don't know where, which side of the road to drive. It's, I've seen a lot of uh, cars just sort of, um, they drive wrong side of the road. And it's, there's no way, you know, like the zebra crossing. It's ridiculous. It's just absolutely, people start crossing you, you, while you're driving. And it's just really dangerous. I, I think it's ridiculous. And seriously, you've actually seen people driving the wrong way wrong, up the road? The wrong side of the road. I have seen it. How scary is that to witness that? Uh, absolutely 
believe me, it's terrible to see as you are a driver seeing someone driving right, wrong side of the road. And people just can't cross, can they? Because if, if you look down there, there, there's no road markings. There's a bus lane as well. People cannot cross that road in, in safety. Not at all. Not at all. It's, it's, as I said, you, all of a sudden they, they come on the road and you think, oh my God, people jump in and then you s- suddenly break and then you see them, you know, it's just crossing the road. Just lastly, do you think the person who designed that road is an absolute idiot? I would say definitely. I could do better design than that. I'll tell you now. I don't know whoever's done it. You shouldn't do that. Simple as, you know, I think. You've got no road markings to predict to Pacific what side of the road to go on. You've got a bus lane, which is not... It's only marked out on certain areas. You've got no road markings for the motorist either side of the road. And you've got no... no crossings are nothing for pedestrians. Everyone seems to, to be complaining about this road. Do you think there is a, a serious accident waiting to happen unless something is done here? I do, be- I do believe, I think, from what I've heard, because I, I say I work in the area, that someone has been run over on here before. But I'm, I, I, can't, I'm, I can't be 100% on that, but that's what I've heard. Something's got to happen quickly. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Well, Justin, you're right. Later on we'll be uh, hearing what happened when you took Paul Mason, head of the highways, uh, to the crossing, or the road. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course, Raymond, who phoned in, he's uh, a blind man locally. He's uh, complained about this. He's got issues. And uh, one more quick voice here. Go Leo, um, got 30 seconds. Um, caught driving, Dunstable. You're a local. Explain to our listeners just how dangerous that road is, in your opinion. Well, it's not very good in the sort of the sense that when the tra- it used to be good with like, the traffic lights and stuff because it would be more easier for blind people as well as like people like me because it would be easier. The pedestrian costing is more of sort of a chance sort of thing. So, so they need traffic lights here? Yeah, it would be better. Mm. See, in my opinion, and thank you, Leo, in my opinion, and again, I shall put that point to Paul Mason later on from Central Bedfordshire Council, traffic lights here so people could cross the road would solve everything. I have seen young families with pushchairs trying to cross this road, and people, the motorists that, that are driving this, this particular route, haven't got a clue when and where to stop for them. It's so, so dangerous. It's been open for nine months or so, and we've just been inundated with calls from people saying, please, do something about this. Get the council to listen to what we're saying, because somebody here is going to be injured if not killed unless something is done on court drive. Justin, cracking stuff. Can I grab you in ten minutes? I'm really angry about something. I, I don't need a word with you. Is that alright? <laughs> yeah, no problem at all. Speak to you in ten minutes. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wait. 459 455 555 Oh, I've been listening to a lot of Joe Brown this weekend. What would you think if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Let me Sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out of key Oh, I'll get by with a little help from my friends mm, I'll get high with a little help from my friends I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends What do I do when my love is away? Does it worry to be I'll get high with a little help from my friends mm, Gonna try with a little help from my friends Do you need anybody? I need somebody to love Could it be anybody? I want somebody 
tell you that I know it's mine Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends mm, I get by with a little help from my friends mm, Gonna try with a little help from my friends Do you need anybody? I just need someone to love Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Things getting busy a little earlier than normal this morning. On the M25 anti-clockwise, things are already heavy between 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also struggling between 27 for the M11 and 25 for Enfield. Public transport is all looking good, though. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hell, Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Jane Killick. Families have been left disappointed with children in tears after the early closure of the Winter Wonderland attraction in Milton Keynes. The event at Campbell Park shut its doors early yesterday after numerous complaints. The Labour leader, Ed Miliband, is visiting Stevenage today. He's expected to say that councils such as Stevenage and Luton should be allowed to build houses outside their boundaries. A 22-year-old man will appear before magistrates in Oxford this morning, charged with murdering 17-year-old Jaden Parkinson. Ben Blakely, who's from Reading, is also accused of perversing a course of justice. The weather, cloudy and mild today, with outbreaks of rain and a high of 12 Celsius. Under sport and in cricket, it's been another bad morning for England's cricketers in the third Ashes Test against Australia in Perth. The host declared this morning on 369 for six, setting England a target of 504 to stay in the series. In reply, England lost captain Alistair Cook for a golden duck for the first time in his test career. A short while ago, England were 68 for two in the second session of the day. In football, in the Premier League, Liverpool won 5-0 at Tottenham. They go second, two points behind the leaders, Arsenal. Manchester United won 3-0 at Aston Villa. Norwich drew one all at home to Swansea. Watford manager Gianfranco Zola is considering his future following a fifth successive home defeat at the weekend. The Hornets lost 1-0 against Sheffield Wednesday in the Championship. Watford haven't won for nine games. Zola admits he needs to think carefully about his future. Uh, certainly I would like to take responsibility for some, some of the things that are not going in the direction where they're going. Uh, that would be certainly a part of it. You know, I don't know what, uh, what they want to think. I think it's, it's important right now that uh, you... you you know, you have to be honest, analyse the situation and see what you can do. And Andy Murray has been voted the 2013 BBC Sports Personality of the Year. The tennis player became the first Briton in 77 years to win the Wimbledon men's singles title with victory over Novak Djokovic in the summer. Wales and British and Ly- Irish Lions rugby union player Lee Halfpenny was runner-up with jockey AP McCoy third. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. 
Who are you? Uh, I'm Catherine. Nice to see Your you. Your producer. Yes, you're here to do the newspapers, aren't yes. you? If you want to take part in the newspapers, 08459 455 555. First things first, the next song is Rolling in the Deep by Adele. No, it's not. Pick something better, Catherine. Right, OK, anything? Anything you want. Tell me what you fancy. Uh... These... W- w- uh, oh, you're going to look at the screen. Uh, that one. Which one's that one? Oh, yeah, we'll have that. That's awesome. OK, right. Hang on a second... Right, 08459, you know the number. Our lips shouldn't touch. Move over, darling. I like it too much. Move over, darling. That gleam in your eyes is no big surprise anymore. Cause you fooled me before. trying to send me subtle messages by by, by <laughs> that. make love to me is that what it, yeah through the medium of doris day so the, i do all my wooing she is often the conduit for um for love making <laughs> uh now if we're going to get justin dilly up in a few minutes because i want to i, I want to have a word with them about something i'm furious but before that what have you found in the newspapers all kinds of stuff but you know everyone says oh weren't big uh, Super, uh, Sorry? No, everyone says that, my love, unless they've had a few, <laughs> a few shandies. Weren't chocolate bars bigger when we were kids? Oh! No, you had smaller hands. Actually, Mars and Snickers have been shrunk, and it's for our own good. Oh, this is brilliant. Not because they're trying to save money while still charging us the same. Yeah. We're told to eat less if we want to renew, uh, reduce our waistlines, and when it comes to Mars and Snickers treats, we'll be doing just that from now on, whether we like it or not. Mars UK is shrinking the size of its two most popular bars again, but it says it's doing so to help quell the obesity crisis. It says it's to meet its um, uh, uh, obligation 
stations to reduce the calories from something like 380 to 250 calories. Now, we all assume that means they take some fatty things out of it, but no, they're just chopping like the end of it off, but charging you the same price. That is ridiculous. But how kind of them doing that for our own good? Oh, hang on a minute. Do you, remember, you don't get king-size Mars bars anymore, do you? Oh. Or the king-size chunky Kit Kat. They're dirty. They are dirty things, and I love them. But something, something, sometimes nothing else oh, will do. Oh, do you still get chunky Kit Kats? Uh, yes. I've not had one for ages. If I see one, I'll get you one. Thanks very much, mate. Yeah, that's right. In Japan, you get all different kinds of chunky Kit Kats. You get, um, like, pumpkin ones. What? Green tea ones, uh? vanilla ones, all different kinds, yeah. Oh, with wafer. Or with, uh, with Wi-Fi. I don't think you get a, a, a Kit Kat with Wi-Fi. With Wafer. Uh, let, me look, let me look online. Um, don't, don't, there's someone calling. Don't call at the moment. Kelly Betts has done a runner. I've got no idea where she is. Right. You know with this Winter Wonderland thing? It's all over oh, the newspapers. Oh, it's everywhere, isn't all it? All over the newspapers. There was something I read that really surprised me because, you know, I know these things are expensive, but is it really true that it was £20 for 20 minutes on that ice rink? We need to speak to someone who was there, don't we? Again, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. But just don't call yet because there's no one to answer the call. Hang on, I'm trying to find all these different uh, flavours. Here we go, here we go. Can we get Dealey up, please, uh, Kelly Betts? Thank you very much. Uh, OK, look, here, here are the Japanese ones. Look at these, these are awesome. Um, oh, no, hang on a second, it doesn't work. Why are these computers... Uh, 15 flavours of... Uh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go. Um, oh, I can't understand any of it, it's all in Japanese. Oh, no, what do the pictures look like? That's, nice. how, you, that's pic- how you shop in Japan, isn't There's it? There's strawberry. Citrus Golden Blend. There's no chocolate on that. Well, there's chocolate in there somewhere. Or is it some sort of pear? Oh, oh. I'd, I'd like it. Shinshu apple. What the hell is a shinshu apple? Do you know what the Japanese word is for apple? No. Ringo. Edamame. Edamame Kit Kats. Oh, cock. No, it's not. Purple sweet potato. That is disgusting. Um, hot Japanese. You fancy a hot Japanese chili Kit Kat, Justin? Justin? Justin's running away from the law. He's off. Where's he running? Just. Hello, boss. You all right? Yeah, do you fancy, do you fancy a hot Japanese chilli Kit Kat? Uh, no, no, thank you. Uh, a green tea Kit Kat? No, thank you. Uh, brown sugar syrup? No, thank you. Red bean sandwich? No, thank you. Wasabi? Uh. <laughs> no? None of those, please. Just a normal Kit Kat. Oh, mate. You, you've got no adventure. You're like one of those people that when you go to a foreign country, instead of the, tra- tasting the delicious foreign delicacies, yes. you go and find the local greasy spoon and have egg and bacon every morning. What's wrong with that? Oh, make me sick. You're, you're broken Britain, you are. Now listen, I'm angry. Why are you angry? I'm furious. I'm, I'm absolutely furious. Sports personality of the year. Mm. Okay, sports personality of the year. Yes. It's an oxymoron this year in more ways than one. Well, in one way, Andy Murray has won sports personality of the year. Now, fair play. Yes, he won Wimbledon. Good for him. That's great. He has got no personality. His mum, yeah, she's full of the stuff. The feisty old mare. Good Mm. for her. She's the champion in that partnership. But Andy Murray has got zero, I say zero, personality. But in saying that, of course, he is a big achiever. He won Wimbledon. That was a massive achievement. So by doing that, does that not make him a personality? No, it's not sports achievement of the year because if it was sports achievement of the year, then definitely (laughs) give it to him. Can I just remind you, sports achievement equals doing your job. 
it does, but then again, you know, Andy Murray, by, by winning Wimbledon, surely that makes him a personality, a name, right the way across the world, because he's done something absolutely fantastic. I'm genuinely angry about this, and I think sports personality has lost any credibility that it ever oh, had. Oh, come on. Oh, no, seriously, it's a load of old nonsense. I, and I bet you, Justin, that if you go out onto the streets of Beds, Hearts and Bucks this morning, that everybody... Everybody will agree with me. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, though, not, not every single person c- can have a great personality, can they? They can't. Speak for yourself, mate. No, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, you, people that are in tennis, football, or whatever that sport may be, sometimes they are just brilliant at that sport, but they don't have a personality. Does it really matter if they put up on stage for everything and judge? He's done his job, he's done it well. Um, he's represented. Just, we're going to have to let you go because the signal's not great, which is a shame because I wanted to ask you how pleased you were at Jam Franco Zola and uh, that you wanted him to stay at Watford, but never mind. Thank you. Go out and find out what people think, Just. They'll agree. I'm, I'm really angry about it. I wait 459 455 555. S P O T Y. Sports Personality of the Year. <clears throat> do, you know, do you know what this is? Do you know what this is? Hell, me. Isn't it just <laughs> furious? Catherine. Peter O'Toole's died. Aye. Lawrence of Arabia movie legend Peter O'Toole has died at the age of 81. Do you remember can the other day we were saying how fantastic it was that he told BAFTA to get stuffed Can you want to join their thing? Say his name again. Peter O'Toole. OK, you said it right that time. I know. My mouth's not working this morning. Uh, I'm so tired. Mm. <laughs> OK. Yes. Well good, for, well, good for him. I've never seen Lawrence of Arabia. I don't think I've ever seen a Peter O'Toole film. Did I call him Peter O'Toole? Peter O'Toole. I mean, he wasn't O'Toole, but... I don't think I've ever seen one of his films. Fantastic personality. There's a personality. There is a character. Are there any um, uh, hell-raising actors anymore? Like um, Colin Farrell. Oh, for oh, he's goodness gone all normal sakes. Again, hasn't he? Oliver Reed. By hell-raising, of course, I mean obnoxious old drunk. Uh, are there any of? No, let's, let, we have to be careful now. <laughs> Careful. Can't say that, but there aren't any hell raises, are there? In pop or rock or in, in film and theatre, Russell Crowe a little stab at it, didn't he? He hit um, uh, a bellboy with a phone, I think. Yeah, that's it, really. What the hell raises in our life? That's what we miss. That's what we need. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Steve's in Red Bull. Uh, 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 Red Bull. Morning, Steve. Morning, mate. Right. Yeah. What can I do for you, Stephen? Well, um, I need two Mars bars to fill me on a tooth up now. You need two Mars bars for what? Fill me hollow tooth up. I can't understand a word he's Fill saying. my hollow tooth up. Oh, fill his hollow tooth up. Yes, you see, they, they're going to they're gonna make him, them smaller, Steve, but... What, Hello? What, what on earth's going on in the background? That's my dogs playing. Play, playing what? Um, they're just playing. Okay. I've got Rottweilers. Oh, blimey. What have you got Rottweilers for? They're horrible things. They're not. They're fantastic dogs. Really? <laughs> It's the morons that have got them that are the bad ones. Steve, would you say you are not a moron? Uh, I'm a plonker. There we go, Stephen. Thank you very much, indeed. There's a distinct difference. There's a distinct difference between the moron and, indeed, the plonker. Anything else, or should we um, pretend uh, this never happened? There's a picture of um, some meerkats, and one of them has managed to get himself up quite near the light. To get warm. <laughs> I'm going to turn your microphone off now. Oh, why? Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Is it? Uh, no, that, uh, right, I'm going to turn my microphone. Thank you. Sorry. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to take. Can you tell we're kind of in that kind of Christmas vibe already? I've sort of given up on work. I'm, I'm Friday's my last day here, uh, and I've kind of given up already. To be honest, on Friday I'm just going to bring in loads of records and CDs. We'll just play a load of music. If you give me fifty p, you can wear your own clothes and bring a game. Sweet. Thanks very much. Can I bring my Spectrum in? 
Uh, well, it'll have to be tested before you can plug it anywhere. Oh, but no. you can. Thanks very much. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound looking slow between 12 for Flittick and the Toddington services. On the M25 anti-clockwise still struggling between 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Bricketwood, the north orbital looking very slow on the sensors at the M25 junction 21A roundabout. And the A1M southbound also slow now at junction 7 for Stevenage. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Right, 6.45. It's uh, Monday the 16th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Winter Wonderland in Milton Keynes is closed after only one day and a string of complaints. In a speech today, Ed Miliband will say councils such as Stevenage and Luton would be able to build houses outside their boundaries under a Labour government. And in sport, Watford manager Gianfranco Zola is considering his future following nine successive defeats. 08459 455 555 is the phone number, particularly if you went to or were planning to go to the Winter Wonderland in Milton Keynes. But before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's a rather grey, wet and mild start to the new working week. The temperature outside at the moment in some places, 12, 13 Celsius. It's only going to get a little bit cooler as we head through the day. Now, we've got some heavy bursts of rain coming and going as well. And uh, this is really the story for the rest of the day. Coupled with a rather blustery southwesterly wind, it's not going to feel too pleasant at all. We're looking at a maximum of 12 Celsius. So it's not going to get any cooler or uh, any warmer than it is now. Overnight tonight, we're hanging on to the rain again, some heavy bursts mixed in there but it does keep it relatively mild we're looking at a minimum of four or five celsius towards the north and west we may start to see clearance of that uh, cloud and rain through the early hours of tomorrow morning so that's when we run the risk of getting one or two mist and fog patches develop eventually through tomorrow morning the rain and cloud all of it will clear south and eastwards and behind it some sunny spells temperatures a lot cooler though we're getting up to around eight celsius 46 degrees in fahrenheit that's your forecast Every consumer problem has an unhappy customer. They've actually deleted the main account instead of attaching my one to it. We ordered it and when we got home we checked the measurements and it just will not fit. A company. We've asked the council, now they come up with a new excuse, it's not them, it's down to the highways. And he said, well I'm sorry, that's your policy, oh well maybe next time you'll learn not to open the box. And me getting to the bottom of it all. And they confirmed that they would return my excess and that my no claims bonus would not be affected. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Weekdays from 9, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hang on, Robbie Williams... Why would any... What, what, what is going on? Hang on. This is Robbie Williams. Lily Allen, isn't it? Oh, why would, any, why would anybody play that when this exists?
breezes seem to whisper I love you Birds singing in the sycamore tree Dream a little dream of me Say nighty night and kiss me Just hold me tight and tell me you'll miss me While I'm alone and blue as can be Dream a little dream of me Listening to this show, there's more of that sentence to come, that thinks Andy Murray deserves sports personality of the year. Listen, what he, he is an amazing tennis player. Well done him. He won Wimbledon. Congratulations. But it's sports personality of the year. If it's the best sporting achievement of the year award, then let's call it the best sporting achievement of the year award. He tried to make jokes in his speech as well, didn't he? He was like, oh, no, I don't, have, uh, I don't sound very excited, but that's just my voice inside. I'm doing cartwheels. Or so- something like that. Don't do gags. Go and win tennis matches and be paid handsomely for it. He's a millionaire on the, on the back of his tennis. Let's give sports personality to someone who deserves it. Who deserves it better? John Terry. Now, I don't know a lot about sports. He's got personality. He's got personality. Who else is there in, in sport, Catherine, that has got personality? Do they have to be British? Um, no. Oh, Mourinho. There we go, Mourinho. Or Alex Ferguson. He's just retired. Ferguson. Give it to Fergie. He's Someone... got a personality. You might not like it, but he's got a personality. What's, what's going on over there? I'm on the phone to Dennis. But you're not saying anything. 
No, that's what happens when uh, you get on the phone you, to Dennis. Yeah, I apologise, you are obviously on the phone to Dennis. If you can think of anyone better than Andy Murray, 08459 555 is uh, the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, OK, thank you very much indeed. Don't send through stuff like that. That's not helpful to anyone, is it? Now, as part of BBC Three Counties Radio Big Tour, we're visiting a different town in Beds, Hearts and Bucks every week. For our final week this year, we're in Buckingham, where changes to the way people get a doctor's appointment is causing a lot of frustration. I'm not very pleased with it, quite frankly. The only way I can get an appointment is to ring up at 8 o'clock in the morning when everybody else is trying to ring up at the same time. Eventually you get through, and then you find that the doctor's list for that day is full. How does it get full if you're ringing up just after 8 o'clock? And what impact would you say this system is having on you? Um, Well, a little concern, because we may not be able to get an appointment, A, with the doctor we want, and B, at the time we want, which I would have thought was the whole essence of a doctor dealing with a patient. So for you, would you say it's made things better or worse? Oh, definitely making things worse. Uh, I'm used to a surgery which, before we moved here, I used for nearly 50 years, and you could ring up and ask for an appointment at any time, and they would be happy to make the appointment forward if it suited you, whereas um, at the moment no forward appointments are accepted. Well, if you want to have your say on that, 08459 455 555. After seven, we'll speak to the surgery about their new phone booking system. They say it's a better system than the previous one. But is it? Emma's in Stevenage. Good morning, Emma. Morning, Ian. How are you? I'm very, very well. I've, I'm in, I'm in the cr- full-on Christmas spirit, Emma. Oh, good for you. I am well excited about it. I am, but I, as you can say, I sound like I've got stinking gold. Oh, no, don't. I, I've, I've got a little thing on my chest, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get rid of it as best I can. I yeah. do not want to be ill over Christmas. No, definitely not. Emma, what have you called in about? Um, Sports Personality of the Year, Ian. Oh, yeah, go on. It's Ty Woofenden. Ty Wuffenden, he's the British Speedway World Champion. He should have been nominated last night because he's done. He's only 21. Yes. He's done amazingly for British Speedway. Yeah. And he wasn't even nominated. We had a a sailor who got paid millions to race in a a race wasn't nothing to do with Britain for America. Yeah. It's ridiculous. They've gone potty on this now. Is we didn't even watch it last night out of protest. Emma, is there a chance that Ty Woofenden wasn't nominated because simply no one's ever heard of him? Thousands of people in this country, you, eight million people watch Speedway. Give him a slap. Oh, you can't do that anymore. Who is that in the background? That's my youngest, well, youngest child. How old's your youngest child? Two and a half. Let me have a word. What's his name? Her name is Olivia. Olivia. Let's have, a, let's have a word with Olivia. Yes, hello, Olivia. Good morning. Are you excited about Christmas? Hello. Yeah, are you looking forward to seeing Father Christmas? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what would you like for Christmas, Olivia? Uh, she would like a Disney tablet, please. What? <laughs> what? Like, what? <laughs> like an iPod thing? No, iPad. it's a... It's a under three's Disney tablet. Oh, blimey. For princesses. Things have changed since I was a kid. She'd, is she going to get a tangerine and some nuts? Uh, probably. Emma, lovely to talk to you. Have a great Christmas. Janet's in Ashridge. Morning, Janet. Good morning. Good morning, Janet. Did you bother to vote for Sports Personality of the Year? Have a guess. 
No. Yeah, there we go. Correct. Spot on. Five points to Janet in Ashridge. So how can you criticise if you don't participate? Well, that's uh, well. I don't want to sound all like Russell Brand, but I think I'm going to. Uh, the, the Sports Personality of the Year, Janet. The, the shortlist should be made of people who have what I like to call a personality. So you are criticising the people who did the nomination. I'm criticising everything that's associated with this because farce. I think you feel like it this morning. Oh, I feel like it every morning, <laughs> Janet. But this, this, she's off. She's gone. She's gone. She's gone. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Seriously, sports personality of the year, Andy Murray. You're having a laugh, aren't you? M1 southbound slow between 12 for Flittick and the Toddington services. Also looking heavy now between 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. On the M25 anti-clockwise, things are struggling between 21A for St Albans and 20 for Kings Langley, with queues there between 18 for Chorley Wood and 16 for the M40. A1M southbound now looking slow through both Stevenage junctions, that's 8 to 7. Public transport still has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Right, coming up in the next hour, more on sports personality of the year and also the Milton Keynes Winter Wonderland. Did you go? What on earth did you think? Let's get the news now. Here's Jane. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 
seven o'clock, I'm Jane Killick. The headlines, Milton Keynes' winter wonderland closes after complaints. Ed Miliband to announce housing plans on a visit to Stevenage and report reveals racism at hospitals in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents and small businesses affected by the cancellation of the Winter Wonderland attraction in Milton Keynes are demanding answers and their money back. The event at Campbell Park was described as having an ice rink made of plastic and a dodgy-looking centre. It shut its doors early yesterday after numerous complaints. Eleanor Arms from Wolverton went with her niece, who got injured. Uh, absolute shambles, shocking, not worth any money at all, um, horrendous experience. Uh, the real ice rink wasn't real ice at all. My niece fell over, hurt herself on it, um, to find out they didn't have a first aid kit, let alone plaster. One visitor described the Father Christmas as a skinny teenager who could barely communicate. Event organiser Lorenzo Franco had this apology. I'm very sorry to disappoint you. It wasn't my intention to have something that wasn't up to your expectations. It was meant to be a family fun event and I'm sorry to all the children and to the families that are disappointed. In other news, a 22-year-old man will appear before magistrates in Oxford this morning, charged with murdering 17-year-old Jaden Parkinson. Ben Blakely, who's from Reading, is also accused of perverting the course of justice. On a visit to Stevenage today, Ed Miliband will say a Labour government would allow councils to expand beyond their current boundaries to provide new housing. From Westminster, Ian Watson reports. The Labour leader will be very specific about which areas would be in the forefront of any battle over new development. Four Labour councils, Stevenage, Oxford, Luton and York, would initially be given the right to expand into neighbouring areas to provide up to 40,000 new homes between them. If that expansion were to be opposed by adjacent authorities, the government's planning inspectorate would adjudicate and, if necessary, speed up planning permission for new housing. Government ministers are preparing to publish their proposals for more severe punishment for anyone convicted of modern-day slavery and human trafficking. The plans also recommend the creation of a new anti-slavery commissioner. More than 130 cases of racism have been reported in hospitals across Beds, Hearts and Bucks during the last five years. Figures obtained by the BBC reveal the largest number were at the Luton and Dunstable Hospital and in the Lister and QE2 hospitals in Hertfordshire. More from Carol Abercrombie. There were 34 incidents reported in both these health trusts, including four cases of physical abuse by patients or visitors in Luton. There were 31 cases in West Hertfordshire, including five which were physical. In Milton Keynes, there were 20 cases, which included three by staff. In cricket, Australia declared on 369 for six in the third Ashes test, setting England a target of 504 to stay in the series. In reply, a few moments ago, England were 76 for two. And the weather, cloudy and mild with outbreaks of rain and a high of 12 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Nice, friendly town, slightly old-fashioned, but, you know, nice atmosphere, safe place to be. All this week in Buckingham. Well, it looks like a historic town. Not too alive, but quite all right. Buckingham is a real nice, friendly town. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Buckingham. BBC Three Counties Radio.
This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Very, very busy show this morning. Lots that I know you'll want to have your say on, including the Wilt, uh, Milton Keynes Winter Wonderland Christmas Experience. Did you go? Well, lots of families went expecting magic and wonder, and what they got was some bloke in a Poundland Father Christmas suit and a plastic ice rink. 08459 455 555. Now, the last time we mentioned this, we had so many calls. The shared space in Dunstable, the road outside Asda, where motorists and pedestrians are all supposed to love one another. And it's all supposed to be groovy and everyone lets each other cross and drive and it's fantastic. Well, we've gone back there with the highways boss, who insists it's all hunky-dory. Is it? And, oh, dearie me, Andy Murray has won Sports Personality of the Year. Great tennis player, feisty mum, but personality? Really? There can't be anybody listening who thinks he deserves it. Who would you rather have given it to? Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Wowzers. Some angry texts. Let's start with the not-so-angry text from Emrys. Um, Halfpenny deserved it. Plus, if you bring the Spectrum, I'll bring the Atari. Sweet. Friday, we're bringing our own toys in. Sylvia and Luton says, Ian, I agree with you 100% about Murray. Joe and Letchworth, Andy Murray, you've got to be flipping kidding me. And Nick says, Andy Murray won Sports Personality of the Year. That's a laugh. Now, listen, I'm not knocking Andy Murray. Well, I am a bit, but not massively. He's a brilliant tennis player. What he's achieved is great. He's, he's won a competition. Well done. That's brilliant. I couldn't do that. But it isn't Sports Achievements of the Year. It's Sports Personality of the Year. And that's something he ain't got. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now, the scent of pine and cinnamon, the tinkling laughter of elves in that moment when your ch- children come face to face with Father Christmas. It's all part of the fun of being a parent. Well, sadly, at Milton Keynes Winter Wonderland this weekend, the scent was of Rothmans, the elves were bored, and Father Christmas's helper had bought his beard from a pound shop. Throw in a few trees in a tent, a plastic ice rink, you get the picture. Hardly the living Christmas card families had been expecting. The event was due to run until the 22nd, but closed yesterday due to the huge number of complaints from, amongst others, Eleanor Arms from Wolverton. Uh, Absolute shambles, shocking, not worth any money at all, Um, horrendous experience. Um, People should be ashamed of themselves, they cannot call it Winter Wonderland at all. Wrecked a lot of people's Christmases. You say it was a shambles, what things did you see that made you think, yeah, this is not right? Uh, It was a glorified funfair, basically, um, out of push, really. Uh, the real ice rink wasn't real ice at all. My niece fell over, hurt herself on it, um, to find out they didn't have a first aid kit, let alone plaster. Um, and Santa wasn't a no-show. Santa was here at 10 o'clock. By 1 o'clock, he was nowhere to be seen. I've been in today, just a very quick tour of it. It doesn't feel festive at all to me. It is just a, a circus, a funfair, a few decorations scattered about, but um, there's nothing festive about it, is there? No, no, I think they've clearly been to... Um, you know, Poundland or somewhere to get their decorations. It's for the money we paid. It's really, really shocking. How much did you pay then altogether? How uh, many so people went? It was four of us in total. My sister booked it. I think it was twenty-two pounds um, for the kids to see Santa and the ice rink. Um, but then, because we had to go on the rides, because obviously they were disappointed through not seeing Santa, so we had to do something to cheer them up. 
I think it's disgusting. You know, if this was just a character in a theme park, okay, this is Santa. You know, this is two weeks or, you know, ten days or whatever it is before Christmas. It shattered a lot of kids, you know, picture of Santa and what Santa's all about. Well, if you went... Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. David Martin is from the Papworth Trust, the main charity set to benefit from the end. Good morning, event. Good morning, David. Good morning. Ian. How did you come to be the main beneficiary? Uh, we were approached. Um, the one of the organisers is a friend of our volunteer manager. Uh, we were approached in October and asked if we wanted to take part. And at that time, we thought it was a really good idea. We thought it was good for Milton Keynes, good for Pat with Trust, so something we ought to say yes to. And did you have any idea of, of how much money was expected to be raised for your charity? Um, we thought, we hoped we were going to get about £7,000 oh. out of it altogether. So we've spent a couple of thousand pounds ourselves, so we're already out of pocket. Oh, no. But just to let you know, we ca- you know, we get involved in these sort of things quite often. We carried out our own checks on the organisers. You know, they've got big contracts with large local councils in the three counties area. They've got a really good, profitable company, but for some reason, they got this one wrong. They just screwed this up completely, didn't they? Absolutely, and we're so sorry to all of those people, all of those parents who turned up over the weekend. I'm a parent myself, and if I'd taken my kids, they'd have been really annoyed with me, annoyed at that, you know, if you can call him a Father Christmas. It's just not on. I'm so fed up, and and I feel we've let so many people down over this weekend. Do you really believe that? Do you believe that that, that you, you as a charity have let people down? Well, you, you go into these things in good faith, don't you? You do everything that you possibly can uh, to make sure that everything is right. And certainly in our dealings with the organisation and the events company that was involved, everything seemed OK to, until the end of last week when the setup happened on Friday. And we established, we, we, when we arrived on Saturday, Friday to set up our own marquee, a small marquee, where we were doing things like decorations, and we had a, a tombola, and a Father Christmas of our own, which wasn't the one that you've just mentioned. No. And we had one or two concerns at that time, that things weren't perhaps being exactly the same as they were being advertised. So we flagged those with the organisers, and the organisers reassured us that they were going to do everything to get everything right by the time the whole thing opened on Saturday. Sadly, that wasn't the case. Uh, Lorenzo, the gentleman who organised it, he's going to be on with uh, JVS after nine o'clock this morning. Have you had a chance to speak to him since th- this got closed? I haven't spoken to him. He was only dealing with one of my colleagues. As you might imagine, Lorenzo was getting quite a f- few phone calls yesterday from I, uh, different people. I imagine he's end, quite I think busy. his mobile was switched off. So I, I'd love to have a little chat with him. I'm sure lots of people, lots of parents would love to have a little chat with him as well. I think Lorenzo knows how disappointed people are, and he's doing his utmost to make sure that refunds are paid so at least nobody's out of pocket. Do you think, I think he needs to come on to three counties and say a very big sorry. Well, he will be. He'll be on with JVS after nine o'clock, which is excellent. What would you personally like to ask him or say to him? And we can put that question to him. Um, I'd like him to, well, first and foremost, I, th- I think it's less, yes, yes, we're out of pocket. We're about £7,000 out of pocket. And that's a real shame because we're going to have less money to spend on older and disabled people in the Milton Keynes area over the next month or two. And that's a real shame. So we've now got to think about how can we make that money up. But I just want him to be honest with us. I want him to be honest with everybody about what went wrong, why it went wrong, and why it wasn't more honest more soon. Uh, David, listen, if people want to, to contribute to you directly, how do they do it? Um, best, way, best way is through our website. So we're at papworth, P-A-P, 
www.orthpatworth.org.uk. And just give us a, the 30 seconds, some of the examples of the stuff that you get up to there, that, well, who you help. stuff we do is we help disabled people uh, get jobs, we help disabled people who, who are severely disabled to stay in their home, and in Milton Keynes in particular, one of the things that we're doing is working with older people. As they get older, about half of us get, will become disabled as we get older, so those people who want to stay living in their own homes, we make sure that their, their kitchens, their bathrooms, their stairs are accessible so they can stay living there too. Well, let's see, hopefully we can get back some of your money. Great. That you thank lost. You, David, thank you very much indeed. David Martin from the Patworth Trust, and as I said, the uh, uh, organiser of the uh, Winter Wonderland, Lorenzo, will be on J- with JVS after nine o'clock. 08459 555555 if you went. We've had so many people contacting BBC Three Counties Radio over the weekend on email, on Facebook, uh, uh, by phone call. And Leslie's one of them. Good morning, Leslie. Uh, good morning. Did you go to the event? I did, yeah. Who, who did you take with you? I took uh, with my daughter, her partner, my grandson, seven years old, and um, my daughter's partner's nephew, who's 12. And what did you make of it when you got there? Um, well... <laughs> It was advertising. The advertising led us to believe that it was going to be something really magical, um, with ice skating, that we would walk through a wooded area, um, watching the elves at work and um, seeing Father Christmas. When we got there, what we found was a very, very small fairground. Um, wasn't very festive at all. There didn't seem to be any cues for Father Christmas, so we thought, oh, we'll do that now. And so we hadn't really looked around at this point. We just took the opportunity of getting in to see Father Christmas quickly. And we were told he wouldn't be turning up until four o'clock. Oh. And this, this was about half past twelve, quarter to one. And um, we, uh, well, they said, well, you can walk through the wooded area, which happened to be a tent. Oh, nice. <laughs> With... Um, <laughs> A few sort of fake Christmas trees and a little pathway, uh, well, just through the tent, really, with some penguins and polar bears and things. And um, and then we went to find the ice skating rink, um, because that's what was advertised, and we'd pre-booked all the tickets. We paid £65 for the tickets. 65 quid. Yeah. And um, we eventually found the ice skating rink, which was a, it wasn't an ice skating rink, there was no ice, it was a small skating area on the synthetic plastic sheets. You couldn't have even skated because it wasn't big enough to, you know, have a skate, really. Did you get to see Father Christmas in the end? No, we didn't. Uh, do you know what? I'm trying to find the picture of, uh, here he is, page three of the mail I've if you want to it. see it. Yeah, I have seen You it. did think, well to miss him. disgraceful. Do you think it's disgraceful? It, it, the picture um, that I've seen um, in the news is absolutely disgraceful. Do you know, I'm so glad that my grandson didn't get to see that person. Yeah. Oh, that would be heartbreaking. Well, uh, you know, he's seven years old now. It probably could be his last year, you know, well, that the... he's going to enjoy the magic of Christmas. And, well, this, um, would, this would definitely have been the last year he believed in Father Christmas. <laughs> Can I just say, kids, if, you're lo- if you get to see your mum and dad's newspaper this morning, that's not the real Father Christmas, OK? Yeah. That's not the real Father... That, that's a very, very poor assistant. Very poor. The real, one, the real one didn't bother going to this because he knew it would be a turkey. Yeah. Leslie, um, have, have you got your money back? Are you going to try and get your money back? We tried. We, were t- we went along to the kiosk on the day to yeah. ask for a refund. We, d- we even had circus tickets, but there was no way we could wait until half past 
five to use those. No. There was nothing to do there. And um, we went along to um, ask for a refund at the kiosk where we were told um, we couldn't, we'd have to email. But by this time, there was a queue of people, yeah. you know, wanting refunds. I felt really sorry for the young girl in the kiosk. You know, she she really didn't know what to do. No. And um, she said she wouldn't be back the next day. Well, n- no one was back the next day. Leslie, I appreciate you getting in touch with us. 08459 555 555. Keep listening. After nine, Jonathan will be telling you how you can uh, hopefully, hopefully, try and get a refund. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M southbound slows through the Stevenage junctions, that's 8 to 7. And the M1 southbound also slow between 12 for Flittick and the Toddington services. Things are heavy going between um, junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. The N25 anti-clockwise heavy between 21A for St Albans and 20 for Kings Langley. There are queues building up between 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Right, 7.17 or thereabouts. It's Monday the 16th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A stream of complaints over the winter wonderland in Milton Keynes has caused it to close early. Ed Miliband will say today that councils like Stevenage and Luton should be allowed to build houses outside of their boundaries. And in sport, Watford manager Gianfranco Zola is considering his future following nine successive defeats. The weather today, outbreaks of rain, some of them heavy but staying cloudy and mild with a high of 12 Celsius. Coming up, Sports Personality of the Year, Andy Murray. Are you having a laugh? BBC Three Counties Radio. Radio's Big Tour, coming to towns and villages across beds, hearts and bucks. Well, it's a happy little country town. Celebrating all that's amazing about where we live. Nice, friendly town, slightly old-fashioned, you know, nice atmosphere, safe place to be. All this week in Buckingham. This is a kind of a unique place. BBC Three Counties Radio's Big Tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Buckingham is a real nice, friendly town and they are genuinely nice people. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's, uh, I, I don't watch sports personality. I have very little interest in sports or personality or indeed years. But last night it was one, as I think we knew it probably was going to be, by Andy Murray. Now, Andy Murray, fantastic athlete. Superb athlete. He won Wimbledon, for goodness sakes. The first man to do it since Fred Perry and God knows when. But sports personality of the year. I don't think so. I don't think so. Ian's on the M1. Ian, it's a travesty, isn't it? It is an absolute travesty. Um, it's so out of date, this sports personality now, because most of the ones that win it don't have a personality. And what's he actually done? He's won a, a tennis tournament. Well, big deal. All, all he's doing is hitting a ball over a net. There's people out there, sportsmen, putting their, 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 their lives on the line. Jump jockeys like Tony McCoy, people like that. And, 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 and Andy Murray wins it above those and then has the treats the, the, the public with contempt by staying over in America even though he knew he'd won it. Couldn't even be bothered to come back. Did, how did they it's do it? I, I didn't Tony, see... McCoy was, Tony McCoy was riding in Ireland in the 2.45 yesterday afternoon and made it back to Leeds. Yeah. 
Andy Murray's on holiday. How did they well, do it with that? How did they do it with Andy Murray? Did they have a live link up or was it a pre-recorded little thing? It was it was um Martin and Rattilova um presented it to him, but they actually had him on the, 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 the on the screen earlier in in the in the, in the show and then um, just before they announced the winner, they, he came up on the on the big screen as well. Oh, well. So everybody knew that he'd already won it. And then the other thing that annoyed me was Alex Ferguson. Apparently, Alex Ferguson, in, in, in all his years, his attributes are intimidating referees, and he's got a, 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 t- a terrible glare that out um, that, that scares opponents. And I'm thinking, well, what did this guy do for 27 years? He sat in a dugout chewing gum. So what has he actually done? He's Look a sh- he's he a shouty he's a shouty red-faced Scotchman. Exactly. So, you don't win awards for that, I'm afraid. Ian, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Liz is in Luton. Morning, Liz. Hello, good morning. Good, mo- good morning, Liz. What would you like to... Um, well, I was just going to say exactly the same um, thing as your caller before. This isn't... Can I just ask? This isn't... I, li- can't, I is, can't understand... Liz, Liz, are you Elizabeth? Yes. Are you Queen Elizabeth? Not quite, no. Oh, you sound very, very posh. It's the <laughs> poshest caller we've ever had on the show. <laughs> Marvellous. OK, away you go. Um... I, I can't understand how they could actually stand virtually next to him uh, in Miami with the trophy. And everyone else had rung in and voted for him, so there must be some some sort of fix or something, because how would he know that he was going to be personality well, of the year? I don't think there was a fix, but qu- uh, quite often with these kind of things... Yep. At award ceremony, sometimes people are given a little wink saying, oh, could you make it to our award ceremony? Oh, I don't think so. We'd really like you to be at our award ceremony. Yeah, I can't make it. You've won! So, so sometimes they do give a little wink to the person who's won, mm. yes, mm. apparently. But it, it doesn't actually um, give a very good impression to the people that have voted and is hoping for, obviously, someone else, because I don't think I agree with you. He's not the personality of the year, is he? Not at all, Liz. Thank you very much. Do call again. Only moving on, because I want to squeeze this fellow in. Morning, Just. Hello, Ian. He's not Sports Personality of the Year. Well, do you know what? Um, you're going to hear my report a bit later on, but uh, the people I have been talking to this morning in Dunstable, they all agree with you. They think it's a bit of a joke. Um, sports Personality, it, it's been that title for a long, long time now. It should be changed to something else. Yeah. What Andy Murray has done is fantastic, so maybe Sports Achievement exactly. of the Year, but not Personality. Listen, if it was Sporting Achievement of the Year, then he's definitely Absolutely. up there with a chance, but not Personality. Personality. No. We'll come to that later on. The reason we've got you on now is to talk about our favourite thing, Justin, shared spaces. Yes. <laughs> now, they're meant to improve road safety, but people living in Dunstable, where a shared space has been built, so it's making the streets more dangerous. We had so many calls about this a couple of weeks ago when we talked about it. Basically, the road layout has been changed and markings have been removed around Asda so that motorists and pedestrians... Well, everybody's getting confused. Now, you've been to Court Drive, haven't you, Justin, to investigate? Yes, it's uh, by Asda in the town centre. Shared space is a new concept which means that motorists and pedestrians live in harmony, which sounds hard to believe, but uh, it's been in operation now for nine months and recently you've received so many calls about this. People saying, look, uh, enough is enough Unless something is done, somebody is going to be killed. Uh, it's so confusing, so confusing. Uh, the road layout itself has got uh, no markings, no crossings, roundabouts which don't look like roundabouts. And when you're actually there, it's like some form of Olympic sport, watching people try.
trying to get across the road, particularly young parents. Now, Raymond phoned you a couple of weeks ago saying, look, I'm blind, I'm really, really ah, struggling yes. with this road, something please has got to be done, talk to the council. So what we did, we actually met Raymond on Court Drive, we met him there with Paul Mason, who's head of highways at Central Bedfordshire Council. Some incredible quotes coming up in this interview, but here's what happened. Raymond, there's no crossing at all. How on earth do you cross this road safely? Well, I've got a guide dog and he always stops at it for me. If I, like last week, I had to come down because he wasn't well and I came down with a cane, it's a totally different ball game. You've got no idea. You can feel the stones or the, or the uh, bricks, but how do you find the curb? You can't. He, thank God, finds the curbs. I only realise how bad it is really 100% until I came down without him. So what you're saying is, without your guide dog, this is a no-go area for you? It would be, definitely, yeah, yeah. But let's just get this absolutely clear. Anywhere you can walk in Dunstable, apart from this particular road? Yes, the only this, and Buscombe Road, as we talked about, but yeah. that, that's only the pedestrian crossing up there, or the uh, Pelican crossing, I should say. Anywhere else, I'm fine on my own. Anywhere. Apart from here? Apart from here. So, Paul, you've heard the thoughts of Raymond. How would you respond to that? This scheme is a shared space scheme, which is a new concept, and it is about getting a better balance between vehicles and pedestrians and all road users. Um, It is about uh, people being considerate and uh, using the road to to that effect. Do you honestly think it's safe? Because I can hardly see any road markings, I can't see any crossings, Uh, there's roundabouts which don't look like roundabouts. Do you honestly think this road is safe? I do think it's safe. It's very early uh, days. It's only been open for nine months and we need a period of time to um, gather the data to, to say whether it's safe or not. To date, there have been no recorded accidents or incidents. Um, it's a 20 mile an hour zone and speeds have been reduced through the area. It's 20 miles an hour. I'm no expert in this field, but some of the cars that I've seen this morning are not driving at 20 miles an hour. If you've got a young family trying to cross this road with no crossing surely you're asking too much. No, there are um, clearly marked courtesy crossings. We have listened to the public um, throughout the... Have you, uh, though? Yes, we have listened to the public and uh, alterations have been made to the scheme. Uh, The plant that you mentioned has been added in, as have the bright red panels either side of the courtesy crossings. You see, from my point of view, Paul, I would say that, that a crossing here would solve absolutely everything. Um, uh, crossings are not just safe. The crossings mean that people don't have to think about what they're doing. The idea of the scheme is to, is to get people to think about all road users, not just themselves. It's about integration and not segregation. Pedestrians and vehicles don't really go well together, do they? And that's what you're trying to do here, that pedestrians and, and motorists live in harmony and everything's absolutely wonderful. As I've said, it's about getting people to think about their actions and be responsible for their actions in the highway. Um, That includes both pedestrians and uh, vehicle users and cyclists. You don't think you're asking too much? No, I don't think I'm asking too much. People have to be responsible for their actions. I'm going to stop somebody randomly in the street here. This this is completely random. Madam, what's your name? Melanie. Melanie. um, I work with Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. This road here... Mm -hmm. How would you describe that? Do you think that road's safe? I think it's safe sometimes and not other times. Sometimes, sometimes cars stop for you automatically as if it was a zebra crossing, and then other times they don't. So you're never quite sure. And on the one bit around the corner, I nearly got run over by a bus the other day because the bus didn't stop. 
he looked as if he was slowing down, so I thought, oh, I'll cross. And then he tooted me, nearly knocked me over. So you almost got run over by a bus. I did, yeah. Doesn't sound very safe to me. No, no, mm. no. Thank you very much indeed. All right, thank you. So there you go, Paul. Somebody picked at complete random who was almost run over by a bus last week, and you're still telling me this is perfectly safe. Uh, as I've already said to you, uh, the scheme has, over the few months it's been open, has uh, an impeccable safety record, and we will continue to monitor it um, for and the next few months. It's going to bring Raymond back in. Raymond, you wanted to make a comment halfway through there. Yeah, just that, as I was saying to Paul, that I'd love him to do, but he did <laughs> say that he's done the test, to be blindfolded or have these glasses where you can't see anything at all and tell me after that experiment that it's still safe to cross the road. Have you actually done that, have you, Paul? Not personally, but um, our engineers have recently done exactly that. They've been on a course where they've had to put the glasses on uh, and experience it from a blind user's perspective. Would you come here and do that yourself with us? I'm happy to do that, if that's if you think that would be useful, yes. <laughs> I wish you hadn't asked me that question with a <laughs> microphone in my face. But, you know, he, he's saying, what you know, people have done it. Tosh. Well, do you know what, that, that quote in the middle, I, I would love you to get reaction from your listeners this morning in Dunstable about this. I nearly uh, stopped it then. You mean the bit where he says that the crossings, you, you need to think, and it yes. stops people thinking. I what? nearly stopped it then. I could not believe Why it. Why do we need crossings? Because crossings make people <sighs> think it's about integration, <sighs> not segregation. If you haven't been to this road before, uh, no traffic lights. Instead, what they have, they have a number of red bricks in the road. Now, that is meant to be a crossing for people, a courtesy crossing. Some drivers, they know it. Uh, they know the area. They stop. Others, they don't. If you've got a young family and you're pushing your child across the road in a pushchair, you are relying on somebody being sensible for you to protect your child. That, in my opinion, is not acceptable. And also, I teach my boys not to cross at random points in the street. They cross mm. at zebra crossings. They cross at traffic lights. They cross where it's safe. You don't just cross in the middle of a busy road. Ian, seriously, I, I can take as many photographs as you want uh, of Court Seven. Drive in Dunstable. But Seven I want. But you, you really need to be there. Anybody listening this morning that's been down that road will, will, will say to you, we've heard it this morning, again, going up to random people on the street, people have either been nearly run over themselves or they see near misses all the time, but the council, as you heard there, they are insisting still that this road is perfectly safe. Can I leave it with you, Justin, to sort out a date with that gentleman? To, mm. to wear, to, for him to wear a blindfold and try and cross the road. Well, he has said to us on your programme that he would do that, and I'll make sure that happens. Justin, excellent stuff. Speak to you later on about Andy Murray. 08459 455555. Uh, incredible bit of audio. There's Paul Mason there who's saying, yeah, we don't want crossings in, because crossings stop people thinking. They stop people thinking, Catherine? And here we are, have been relying on them for years. Oh, no, how ridiculous of us. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 northbound queuing from the Denham roundabout up to the M25. On the M25 itself, anti-clockwise, still those queues between 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Heavy as well between 21A for St Albans and 20 for Kings Langley. The M1 southbound uh, really struggling between 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Jane Killick. Families have been left disappointed with children in tears after the early closure of the Winter Wonderland attraction in Milton Keynes. The event at Campbell Park shut its doors early yesterday after numerous complaints. 
The Labour leader, Ed Miliband, is visiting Stevenage today. He's expected to say that councils such as Stevenage and Luton should be allowed to build houses outside of their boundaries. A 22-year-old man will appear before magistrates in Oxford this morning, charged with murdering 17-year-old Jaden Parkinson. Ben Blakely, who's from Reading, is also accused of perverting the course of justice. The weather, cloudy and mild, with outbreaks of rain and a high of 12 Celsius. Under sport and England's cricketers have continued to toil in the Perth heat against Australia in the third Ashes test. Shane Watson hit a century and George Bailey equalled the test record of 28 runs from a single over as the host declared on 369 for six, setting England 504 for victory. In reply, Captain Alistair Cook was bowled for the first golden duck of his test career at T England R 95 for three. On to football and in the Premier League, Liverpool won 5-0 at Tottenham. They go second, two points behind the leaders' Arsenal. Manchester United won 3-0 at Aston Villa. Norwich drew one all at home to Swansea. Watford manager Gianfranco Zola is considering his future following a fifth successive home defeat at the weekend. The Hornets lost 1-0 against Sheffield Wednesday in the Championship. Watford haven't won for nine games. Zola admits he needs to think carefully about his future. Uh, certainly I would like to take responsibility for some, some of the things that are not going in the direction where they're going. Uh, that would be certainly a part of it. You know, I don't know what, uh, what I want to think. I think it's, it's important right now that uh, you, 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 know, you have to be honest, analyse the situation and see what you can do. Andy Murray has been named BBC Sports Personality of the Year for 2013. Murray won the men's singles title at Wimbledon, ending a 77-year wait for a British men's singles champion. Irish Lions rugby union player Lee Halfpenny was runner-up and jockey AP McCoy was third. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to get your teeth into. This morning, uh, the Winter Wonderland in Milton Keynes has been cancelled. Sounds awful. Page three of the mail. Don't need to buy it. I think it's pop into your local news agents and have a quick look. It's worth having a look unless you're under the age of eight. It's not the real Father Christmas, OK? It's just some bloke in the thinnest red... It is one of those things that... I think it is from Poundland, the outfit. is wearing this thin red jacket... Thin white cotton wool beard. You can see his cardigan and his T-shirt underneath. And his hair. It's awful. If you went 08459 555. Also, Andy Murray, Sports Personality of the Year. I don't think so. Now, councils like Luton and Stevenage should be able to build on neighbouring authorities' land, the Labour leader Ed Miliband will say today on a visit to Stevenage. He announced last year his proposals for 200,000 new homes in the country, but today will reveal those two councils have become right-to-grow members, meaning there could be up to 10,000 homes allowed in places like Central Beds or North Hearts. Well, our political reporter Paul Scoynes has been looking into this. Paul, what are these plans? I'm confused. Well, Ian, these are, this was announced sort of uh, earlier this year with uh, Emily Van saying, as you say, that uh, he wanted an extra 200,000 new homes across the country, saying that there's a, a shortage for around 2 million families at the moment. Um, he says that there will be two, sorry, 2 million homes short of what Britain needs by 2020. So he says there's an urgent need to build more places. And what he's going to announce today in Stevenage is he wants to, quote, tackle those councils that block homes. He says those developers that hoard land and a government 
he says, which fails to act on the worst housing shortages for a generation. That's his quote. Now, what he's also going to announce is that four Labour-controlled councils, Stevenage, Oxford, Luton and York, uh, have signed up to be these right-to-grow local authorities, where there, he says, is a, an immediate potential to build 40,000 new homes in those uh, areas alone. So what that could mean, we think, is that it certainly, and this was plans that uh, Stevenage was trying to push through uh, earlier this year that we covered on the station, that, that they wanted an extra 9,000 homes built in in their neighbouring authority in North Hertfordshire, which, of course, North Hertfordshire wasn't very happy about. Um, we think that that's going to potentially mean that there are, you know, one, if Labour get elected, those councils will be allowed to build on those neighbouring pieces of land. So that could mean an extra 10,000 homes in central Bedfordshire, an extra 10,000 homes in North Hertfordshire. And, and, and of course, those local authorities will have something to say about that. Well, as I say, I imagine it's not going down very well, is it, in certain places? No, I mean, that's going to make them pretty furious. Uh, indeed, I think you're going to see, you know, uh, shortly that the, 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 the other councils will feel pretty betrayed by that. Um, what his sort of general view is to try and do, I guess, is is that, you know, there is housing shortages in those areas. There, as, And we've covered, you know, on your programme many times that Luton has a limited number of uh, areas where they could build. Uh, and, and Luton uh, Borough Council has said on many occasions that in, in order for them to actually continue to grow, they need to expand into other areas um, but of course they are limited by their boundaries and, and indeed you know they've got big space they've got what they see as, as large open countryside that Central Beds wants to develop uh, on their doorstep um, but they would like to develop it for housing for Luton too so what it would seem is that if elected Mr Binnemand has put on co- a collision course uh, uh, to councils in each of the authorities Stevenage with North Hearts and, and Luton with Central Beds so it'd be fascinating to see what their reactions are. Paul thank you very much indeed That's our political reporter, Paul Scoynes. Joined now by Councillor Richard Stay, who's the member for Caddington, a neighbouring council where Luton Borough Council has tried to expand in the past. Good morning, Richard. What do you think about these proposals? Well, my gut reaction is that it is is a diabolical liberty. Um, It it breaches every aspect of natural justice. Um, I am absolutely appalled at at, um, Mr Miniman's statement this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm just gobsmacked um, that that um, a serious politician can uh, seriously propose to uh, take vast swathes of, of countryside and um, steamroller through um, housing applications uh, that that people don't want. Um, I know from his, his statement um, this morning that um, he says that ro- local communities have a right to say where housing goes. Well, I can see, I can't see that happening. Uh, there is a shortage of housing all across the country, and, and Luton Borough Council hasn't got much room. Can't you just give them a little bit? Well, the, the, the other the other reason I'm, I'm I'm actually pretty cross about this, um, Ian, is that for ten years now, um, the rest of Bedfordshire has been seeking to work with Luton to um, agree housing numbers for um, for the southern part of Bedfordshire, uh, which have included Luton Borough Council. We spent. £5 million, pounds, 10 years of investment and got to the point of signing um, a local plan with Luton which saw tens of thousands of houses um, being built over the next 15-20 um, years. Uh, we got to the point of signing and Luton pulled out. We are now developing a new plan which also sees um, many, many thousands of houses um, being uh, constructed over the next um, generation um, and some of those houses will self-evidently be to relieve um, Luton's housing, um, housing need. 
Uh, so that's my other reason for being um, more than a little irked this morning. Well, finally, what would your message be to, to Ed Miliband, Richard? Well, I, I'm, I, I just focused on my particular part of the world. We're going to a neighbourhood plan. Um, we um, absolutely have to balance the need for housing against the need to protect um, some of the beautiful countryside that we have in the southern part of the country. Um, I, my message to Mr Miller this morning is that this is a diabolical liberty um, and I think this is a reason for, um, for um, Steenridge and Luton to consider seriously uh, whether they want to continue having Labour councils. Councillor Richard State, member for Caddington, thank you very much indeed. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. The cracking report from uh, Justin about ten minutes ago about the shared space in Dunstable. We're going to get a little line from it. The, the Paul Mason, the gentleman he was um, uh, going around with, who is... Um, let me just get his correct job title. I want to make sure we get this right. Yes, Paul Mason, head of highways at Central Beds Council. OK. He said, yeah, we don't want to put any um, pedestrian crossings in there because then people stop thinking. Oh, right, so by keeping them on their toes, by not having any legitimate crossings, that keeps people thinking, that's safer, is it? As opposed to when they see a little green man. Well, um, we've got an email here from uh, Bill. The councillor you interviewed about the shared space in Dunstable is living proof of why people have lost all confidence in town hall officials and politicians in general. His remark about people not thinking when they use pedestrian crossings is one for the history books. It's pretty amazing, wasn't it? Um, Emrys has uh, texted in, 81333, starting his text 3CR. Is it going to take someone to get run over for this guy to wake up and change the road? There is only so much statistics can tell you. Open your eyes and change it before someone dies. And Veronica says, I tried to cross from Asda to the theatre with my three-year-old granddaughter. It was a nightmare. Nobody stopped, and we had to wait for a big gap, then run. Does that sound safe? You've got a three-year-old, you're waiting for a big gap and then running? Oh, yeah, you're thinking, so that's got to be safer. It sounds ridiculous. Of course nobody is going to stop. Cars won't stop. 08459 double five is the uh, telephone number. Winter Wonderland, Milton Keynes. Did you go? It sounds absolutely awful. Eleanor's in Wolverton. Morning, Eleanor. Good morning. Eleanor, did you go? I did, yes. W- what did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was absolutely horrendous, waste of money, um, and total scam, to be quite honest. How much How much did it cost, and did you have to pay extra once you were inside as well? Uh, yeah, to entertain the kids. <laughs> right. Uh, I think we paid about £22 initially to do the ice skating and Santa... Um, and then we, once, you know, Santa wasn't there, we then had to entertain the kids on the ride, so... So, yeah, so a few we, how, how old are your kids? Uh, well, my son's 11, so he he was OK right, yeah. about, you know, stuff. But he was going more for my niece, who's four. Oh. So, you know, it's very magical. And she asked the question, why did Santa not want to see me? Oh, no! Yeah. Oh, Eleanor! <laughs> That's awful. Four is, is the sweet spot. It's the magic yes, age yeah, for this exactly, kind of stuff. Exactly. So you're, you're getting involved, you're trying to get some sort of retribution or something, are you? What are you up to? We have a group, it's run by a group of parents, um, set up yesterday, um, basically called Mini uh, Wonderland MK. Right. Um, and we're trying to help out the people in Milton Keynes and surrounding areas who went to the event or have pre-booked to go to the event. We're doing what we can to get Christmas back to Milton Keynes. 
So what, what exactly are you doing? What are you hoping to achieve? Uh, so basically, at the moment, we have the um, Milton Keynes Ice Rink. They are honouring all tickets um, that have been pre-booked. So we are arranging for people to come there. They're honouring tickets. Fantastic. Confirmation that it's been pre-booked. Fantastic. Um, so people will be able to go along and enjoy real life. <laughs> I was going to say, they've got that real life stuff, not yeah. the plastic rubbish. No. <laughs> exactly. So that's good. Any- um, and also the circus at Dobby's. They are offering um, £5 tickets per person, so it's a reduced rate. Um, again, they're you know helping out where they can, where people have pre-booked. Well, that's great news, and that's fantastic. And, and, and it, 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 it's sad that it's taken something like this to help pull, you know, the community together a little bit. Have you had? Have you been able to get a refund or anything from from your uh, no. original tickets? No. Have you been to in contact me, with them? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was my sister that actually booked them. Right. So she's been doing that side of things, but it's just a waiting response on PayPal. I mean, for me at the moment, it's not about the money. No. For me, it's just getting that Christmas, you know, getting Christmas to the kids. Um, but obviously the money is a massive sight for a lot of people. A lot of people, this is the one opportunity for their kids to see Santa this Christmas. Yeah. And that's ruined by one person. Have you seen the picture of the Santa? Yes, you... I'm glad Santa wasn't there. So <laughs> you were so, so lucky, because that, l- yeah. that little girl, her heart would have been broken mm-hmm. even more. Oh, definitely. And I'm going to give a plug again for your Facebook page. Okay, so we are Mini Wonderland MK. Um, so you can go on there. More details will follow um, throughout the day. We've got people working so hard on it. We just need the people of Milk Keys to back us. The support we've got at the moment is amazing. Uh, we've got gifts coming in. You know, so if anyone out there can donate anything so we can get Christmas to these kids, that'd be great. Eleanor, good, good luck. Well done for that. If you're listening, if you've bought tickets, I know lots of you have bought tickets in advance and you, you want to get a refund, keep listening to Three Counties Radio. After nine o'clock, JVS will have Lorenzo, the organiser, on his show... And he will apparently, apparently, be telling you how to get a refund. Good luck with that. 08459 four double five five double five. It's a quarter to eight. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 London bound is heavy between Junction 2 for Beaconsfield and 1A for the M25. On the M25 itself, anti-clockwise is queuing between 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. On the M1 southbound, things looking slow between 12 for Flittick and the Tonnington services. Also struggling between 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. On the speed sensors, the A6 looking extremely slow southbound at the Clophill roundabout, but public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Right, 7.46 or thereabouts. It's Monday the 16th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The winter wonderland in Milton Keynes is closed after only one day and a string of complaints. In a speech today, Ed Miliband will say councils such as Stevenage and Luton will be able to build houses outside their boundaries under a Labour government. In sport, Watford manager Gianfranco Zola is considering his future following nine successive defeats. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Let's get the latest weather now. Here's Kate Kinsella. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. Well, it's a mild but rather great start to the new working week. We've had some heavy rain overnight and we're likely to see some more through the course of the day as well. The temperature's not going to get too much warmer than it is now. In fact, it's likely to get just a touch colder across the three counties at the moment. The temperature's ranging between 12 and 13 Celsius. It's going to stay around 12 Celsius. Now, overnight, we'll continue with the rain, I'm afraid. So I'm a bit quite heavy again, uh, but it will become drier through the latter part of the night, really towards dawn tomorrow morning and out towards the north and west we'll start to see the cloud and rain move south and eastwards and then some drier conditions behind it if this happens before the sun rises we're likely to see one or two mist and fog patches form minimum temperature down to four or five celsius so to- tomorrow morning eventually any remnants of the rain and cloud will move south and eastwards and that's going to uh, mean we're going to get some brighter weather behind it some sunny spells tomorrow but it will feel colder we're looking at a maximum of eight celsius that's 46 degrees in fahrenheit Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... Going from the Saint to to Bond was rather like a a diamond being put into a much more expensive, intricate setting. I believe women have affairs because they seek love and affirmation. So, you know, my marriage went wrong and I had an affair, but I would not have done that had I not been unhappy, I think. I left school wanting to be a magician, but my mother wouldn't let me because my Auntie Maureen was in show business and she was a naughty lady. Nick Coffer, weekdays from... 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, as part of BBC Three Counties Radio Big Tour, we're visiting a different town in beds, hearts and bucks every week. For our final week this year, we're in Buckingham, where changes to the way people can get a doctor's appointment is causing quite a lot of frustration. I'm not very pleased with it, quite frankly. The only way I can get an appointment is to ring up at 8 o'clock in the morning when everybody else is trying to ring up at the same time. Eventually you get through, and then you find that the doctor's list for that day is full. How does it get full if you're ringing up just after 8 o'clock? And what impact would you say this system is having on you? Um, Well, a little concern, because we may not be able to get an appointment, A, with the doctor we want, and B, at the time we want, which I would have thought was the whole essence of a doctor dealing with a patient. So for you, would you say it's made things better or worse? Oh, definitely making things worse. Uh, I'm used to a surgery which, before we moved here, I used for nearly 50 years, and you could ring up and ask for an appointment at any time, and they would be happy to make the appointment forward if it suited you, whereas um, at the moment no forward appointments are accepted. Well, that was Toby Friedner there speaking to an unhappy patient. Debbie Ratu is the practice manager from Vernie Close Surgery. Morning, Debbie. Good morning. Debbie, what's this new phone booking system that you've uh, implemented? Hi, yes. Um, well, I can't speak for all surgeries. This is just for Vernie Close. Um, but we have um, the frustrations that your caller just talked about. We certainly were part of that, and that's why we've introduced our new system um, we have uh, we've introduced it as a pilot in September, and we had those frustrations. All the callers trying to get in at eight o'clock in the morning, and some queuing outside of the door to get an appointment at eight o'clock. And so that was one of the main reasons why we introduced our new system. Um, we do have forward book appointments. About fifty percent of all of our appointments can be forward booked. Um, what do you mean? Are... What, is, what do you mean forward booked? How, how much forward are you booking them? 
Well, at the moment, they're until the end of January, but normally we have about mm. three or four months on. It's just because of a new rotor that we uh, we haven't quite finalised. How can you how can you book an appointment for for the end of next month? How how, how will you how will I know I'm going to be poorly then? Well, no, this is for a lot of people who need regular reviews or monitoring. So if somebody comes in and the GP has said, I need to see you again in a couple of weeks, um, then, of course, that, that appointment can be made straight away um, on leaving the surgery. So how does this new also, system work? The new system works in that, um, apart from those pre-book, the pre-bookable appointments and also the online booking that we have available um, uh, for patients who need to plan or for work or for other reasons. They if, I need an, if I need an appointment today or tomorrow, how does yeah. it work? Well, you'd ring up, um, the receptionist would take some brief details and pass those to the clinical assessment team. The clinical assessment team's made up of a GP and a nurse practitioner, um, and they will give the patient a call back. What happens is a lot of patients will pre- be presenting with perhaps self-limiting illnesses or illnesses that can be dealt with very easily over the phone, stop them having to travel to the surgery and sit and wait. So we can deal with the problem on the phone, give some advice or a prescription without the need for a face-to-face discussion. For those people who clearly do need a face-to-face consultation, then the GP or the nurse will book them straight in with the GP of their choice on the day that they prefer. Um, And equally, if they want to call back today but they don't want it till 4 o'clock or they don't want it till 2 o'clock, the patient can just say when they ring, and they don't all need to ring at 8 o'clock. This is a huge problem. It completely um, causes a lot of stress and frustration for patients when you get in a, an engaged tone all the time um, or you ha- you're in a queue. So you can call any time and get the same service. It's not an 8 o'clock mad dash anymore. Uh, Debbie, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much indeed. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Lots of you having your say about the shared road system in Dunstable. On Facebook, Darren says Paul Mason. He was um, speaking with Justin earlier on. Should be sacked for saying that road is safe. I'm a taxi driver, and I've seen quite a few accidents around Court Drive. It's unsafe for both pedestrians and drivers. Lena goes on to, oh my God, that bloke lives in La La Land, if he thinks court drive is working. If you're in a car, it's worse. People just run across the road in front of you. As for the bus lane, when you're sitting beside the bus to go into Asda, the bus just carries on going. I thought everything on the right had the right of way, but not according to very rude bus drivers. Worse now, you have all the buses off the busway as well. 08459 455 555. And I've been sent a picture of an accident um, that has taken place there. We're hearing there have been no accidents. But um, who was it? Paul. Paul uh, John, sorry. John Shaw sent me a picture of a car accident, allegedly, from there. Paul's in Leighton Buzzard. Morning, Paul. Good morning, Ian. Paul, what do you like to say? Well, I'm just offering up a silent prayer, because in last week's uh, Leighton Buzzard Observer on the front page... Yep. The scheme is even one of the schemes that's being considered oh. for Leighton High Street. The shared road system? Yes. But, but, but Paul, it's safer. It works better. <laughs> you don't want a pedestrian crossing because when you use a pedestrian crossing, Paul, you don't think. Oh, this dear. system makes you think. <laughs> it makes me think about the powers that be at, uh, that's implementing these systems. It does. Listen, I, 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 do you drive, Paul? Yes, I do. Would yes. you know that this road with no markings, just a few raised bumps, would you know that you're supposed to be sharing the road and you're, it's up to you, out of the kindness of your heart, to stop to let some people cross the road? Absolutely not. I, Ian, they've just installed such a, a crossing in a little village called Heathen Reach. Yes. You go out of Heathen Reach. 
and when I'm taking the dog for a walk in the mornings, um, it makes no difference at all. Motorists are still approaching that section of the road at the same speed as they were doing before. Paul, I appreciate your call. We'll keep an eye on this story in Leighton Buzzard if that uh, develops. Now, the reason we're talking about this is because we, we had to just... And this is how sometimes this show and indeed this radio station works. We, we send out all our researchers and our reporters to sniff out stories. But then sometimes we'll just get a phone call. And we got a phone call from Joyce in Dunsmore. And Joyce, you're back. You're the one that started all of this. Yes. And I want to say I drive down there twice a week. I walk, try and walk through the crossings at least once a week. It is very, very dangerous. And I've stated this before. Um, If he's waiting for somebody to be killed, then it's not going to be very long, the way things are going. But if he done late and buzzard and... Why were we treated different? They've got their proper crossings. They've got their Alicia beacons. They've got their lights. We haven't got anything. No, Joyce, as you may have heard, we don't need those because when you use those to cross the road, you're not thinking. So a zebra crossing and a pelican crossing, it's not as safe well, as no I crossing. Well, was he thinking when he planned it? Oh, I don't know. Joyce, do keep listening. So we're going to be talking about this all morning and I appreciate you bringing the story to us. Um, Jamie's in uh, Mark Yake. Morning, Jamie. Morning, how you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. What would you like to say? Um, the councillor saying there hasn't been any accidents. They've got these huge pots, they're about two foot high by about four foot long. Yeah. Massive. There's one outside ours that's been hit, must have been about 30 mile an hour. The crumpled in front of my car, you can still see the remains of what's left this plant pot and there's two in that state. So you can see the remains of an accident there. You can see two... No. two no, no, Jamie, Jamie, you're wrong. There haven't been any accidents there. Haven't you been listening? Oh, that's true. I, I, I imagine the crunch <laughs> or foot plant pot. So well, have, you, have you seen the, the remains? Because I've been sent a picture of, uh, by um, uh, John of what looks like a car on this road with uh, the, the bumper knocked off, where it's obviously cracked into something. Oh, it could well be one of those plant pots, then. Yeah. Does it... Does it uh, as a driver, I wouldn't know that I'm supposed to let people stop and cross. And I probably wouldn't let them stop. I probably wouldn't stop and let them cross. It's... I, I mean, it'd probably look really nice in the public presentation, but knows what the um, courtesy crossings are. And because they're so far across, if you're coming from a certain angle, you can't actually see people starting to cross the road. It's like playing a game of Frogger when people try to get across the road. Man, you don't, you don't want to start playing that game. Jamie, we'll let you go because it's not the greatest line. Thank you very much. Uh, indeed, it does. It looks really smart. Fair play. This stretch of road, this shared space, looks wonderful. Just when you have to try and cross it, and I've tried to cross the road with a buggy and a, a four-year-old, or with a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Oh, trying to cross a normal road, a zebra crossing, a pelican crossing, with those kids is hard work. A road without any crossing. Alan in Luton has texted, why oh why do we have, why oh why, we, can we can more text start with why oh why please? Why oh why do we have local authorities changing traffic management systems that have worked successfully for years? Everyone knows the rules and indeed our children are educated in traditional road safety. This new scheme originates from Sweden or Denmark who have a different philo- philosophy. Our system works, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. 
And I can just squeeze Pat in as well. Ian, I've been onto the highways and central beds about the zebra crossings in Houghton Regis being too wide. You risk your life on them because most drivers will not stop and wait until you cross fully or will try and drive around you. These crossings need an island in the middle, so court drive crossing users have no chance to cross safely given driver mentalities. 08459 455 555. Lots to talk about this morning. Lots of phone calls. Thank you. Another hour of the show. So plenty of time for you to call in. We've got, look, one, two, three lines are free at the moment. So now is an excellent time to give us a call. The shared space, that silly tennis man, Andy Murray, winning Sports Personality of the Year, and the Milton Keynes Winter Wonderland. 08459 455 555. Right, coming up to 7.59. Let's get the latest travel news now from Alice Glossop. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 London bound is struggling this morning between 2 for Beaconsfield and 1A for the M25. On the M25 itself, anti-clockwise is queuing between 21A for St Albans all the way around to 16 for the M40. The M1 southbound struggling between 12 for Flittick and the Toddington services. And the A5 southbound also heavy between Dunstable and Markgate. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Has your Christmas been ruined for your little children? Did you take them to Winter Wonderland? Did they get to meet the Father Christmas? We'll talk about it more after the news with Jane Killing. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Jane Killick. The headlines, Milton Keynes' Winter Wonderland closes after complaints. Stevenage and Luton allowed to expand into neighbouring areas under Labour and report reveals racism at hospitals in beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents and small businesses affected by the cancellation of the Winter Wonderland attraction in Milton Keynes are demanding answers and their money back. It shut its doors yesterday after numerous complaints. Eleanor Arms from Wolverton went with her niece who got injured. Uh, absolute shambles, shocking, not worth any money at all, um, horrendous experience. Uh, the real ice rink wasn't real ice at all. My niece fell over, hurt herself on it, um, to find out they didn't have a first aid kit, let alone plaster. The event at Campbell Park had an ice rink, which was a plastic surface in a tent. One visitor described the Father Christmas as a skinny teenager who could barely communicate. Event organiser Lorenzo Franco had this to say to families. I'm very sorry to disappoint you. It wasn't my intention to have something that wasn't up to your expectations. It was meant to be a family fun event. And I'm sorry to all the children and to the families that are disappointed. In other news this morning, Luton and Stevenage councils will be allowed to build houses outside their area under a Labour government. Leader Ed Miliband will make the announcement in a speech during a visit to Stevenage today. They'd be given rights to expand into neighbouring areas with a planning inspectorate deciding on any disputes with other councils. Councillor Richard Stay is a member for Caddington, where Luton Borough Council has tried to expand in the past. It is a diabolical liberty. Um, it, it breaches every aspect of natural justice. Um, I am absolutely appalled at, um, at um, Mr Miliband's statement this morning. 
A 22-year-old man will appear in court this morning, charged with murdering Jaden Parkinson, the teenager who was last seen at a railway station in Oxfordshire almost a fortnight ago. Ben Blakely, who's from Reading, is also accused of perverting the course of justice. The government is to publish its plans for toughening the sanctions against those convicted of modern-day slavery and human trafficking. The proposals include increasing the maximum sentence from 14 years to life imprisonment. More than 130 cases of racism have been reported in hospitals across Beds, Hearts and Bucks during the last five years. Figures obtained by the BBC reveal the largest number were at the Luton and Dunstable Hospital and in the Lister and QE2 hospitals in Hertfordshire. More from Carol Abercrombie. There were 34 incidents reported in both these health trusts, including four cases of physical abuse by patients or visitors in Luton. There were 31 cases in West Hertfordshire, including five which were physical. In Milton Keynes, there were 20 cases, which included three by staff. In cricket, Australia have set England a target of 504 to chase in the third Ashes test at Perth. A few moments ago, England were 114 for three in reply. The weather, cloudy and mild with outbreaks of rain and a high of 12 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. We're coming to towns and villages all across our counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Come for the day. Come and have lunch here. Have a wander around. Talk to people. See what's going on. All this week in Buckingham. Very loyal people and everybody knows each other, which is very nice. They do things for children at Shandos Park and everything. And it's No, it's really good. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Are you feeling Christmassy yet? Oh, I'm totally in it. I am totally in it. One more present I've got to get today. I've got to take my boys out to uh, their mum's favourite shop and they're going to buy a couple of bits and pieces and then that's it. Then I've got to wrap it. I mean, uh, the wrapping I hate. I hate the wrapping. But we'll get on with that. Anyway, lots coming up on the show this morning, including... Well, some people won't be feeling particularly Christmassy this morning, especially if they took their kids to the Milton Keynes Winter Wonderland at the weekend. Turns out it was an absolute disaster, people calling it a rip-off. Well, did you go? Just how bad was it? And I'm always amazed at how much response we get on this story about the shared space in Dunstable, the road outside Asda, where motorists and pedestrians are supposed to work in some kind of symbiotic harmony. Well, a lot of people saying it's a nightmare. What do you think? And we've sent Justin Dealey out this morning to try and find anybody, anybody who believes that Andy Murray should have won Sports Personality of the Year. It's a travesty! Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Or the best way, and we've got a couple of lines free now, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. On the subject on the subject of the uh, shared road outside the Asda in Dunstable, We've been told by um, the uh, person, the councillor there, that, uh, oh no, let's not put in zebra crossings and pelican crossings and pedestrian crossings because people don't think when they use those. So they're not as safe as nothing. Brian's in Luton. Morning, Brian. 
Morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm feeling very Christmassy. Are you feeling Christmassy? No. Oh. <laughs> but do, do, when were you, you? You sound like Father Christmas. No, not at all. Oh, well, you're a bit of a Scrooge. Oh, oh no. Well, who's that <laughs> laughing in the background? Someone agrees with me. No, no, they just laugh at your comment. Oh, okay. All right. Because, because we know you're controversial, purposely. I thought, what, what, what did I say then that was controversial? <laughs> No, I'm a bit of a Scrooge. That's why she laughed, because she knows I'm not. <laughs> oh, uh, 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 when, when do you start to get full of the Christmas spirit, then, Brian? Uh, oh, uh, Sunday. Oh, OK, OK, that's not so bad. So the week leading up to it, the weekend yeah. leading up to it. I'm, OK, good. Anything nice planned for Christmas? Uh, no, no, but uh, my daughter's coming down from Manchester uh, the day after for the week, the oh. rest of the week. So. Well, that'd be nice. You can, you, you can do all her washing for her. Well, that's what that's what she comes down of for. Of course, she does. I know. <laughs> I was the same once. Now, Brian, this uh, shared space in Dunstable. What do you think about it? Well, <clears throat> I, I'd rather say the jury's out because uh, when they had uh, crossings along that part of the road, people never used them anyway. I know. I know what you mean. You, it does frustrate me when you see, particularly families with young kids. Cross it, try to cross the road, and they're about 10, 20 feet away from a zebra crossing. You think, just go and use the crossing. 20 feet, you mean three feet? Yeah, you're right, I've seen it. You know, and now it's not that so much, but you've got traffic held up, and they're walking in between the cars. Yep. They don't look to see whether the cars are going to move, whether there's anything coming on the outside. So it was an idea that they've come up with, they've cut out all. You know, we talk about all these lampposts and these signs and these signs and what's that? There's no signs along there, mm. except at the beginning, it's a shared space. Try it. Let's try it. If it doesn't work, well then... But how do we know it doesn't hasn't worked, Brian? Will it take someone no, getting, getting no, whacked by a car? I said, if it doesn't work, yeah. I would say there's been less accidents along there yeah. since shared space than there was previously. Okay, Brian, I appreciate your call, and uh, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your missus and your daughter when she comes and brings back those black sacks full of washing. Brian's in favour of it. First call we've had, well done. Thank you, Brian. 08459 455555. Now on to the uh, other big story of the day. A snow-covered pine forest, spot of ice skating before following the merry laughter of jolly elves to a log cabin with... Oh, basically, none of this happened at the weekend. All right. The Milton Keynes Winter Wonderland promised all of this and more. It delivered very, very little. Smoking elves. They weren't on fire. They were puffing away on B&H. Santa in a pound shop beard. A plastic ice rink. Well, it was supposed to run until the 22nd, but it got so many complaints that the event was closed yesterday with the organisers making vague promises about refunds. Lorenzo, the organiser, will be on the Jonathan Vernon Smith show after nine o'clock where he'll be telling people how to get a refund. Good luck with that. In the meantime, plenty of you are out of pocket, including Martin Williamson from Biggleswade. He told our reporter, Matt Lockwood, that he'd spent £100 entertaining three children who'd been hoping to see Santa. The staff in the centre also seem quite deluged, to be fair, with people going in there trying to see Santa, and obviously it's fully booked in there. And at this time of year when, you know, things are tough for everybody, aren't they? People have less money. To have to spend £100 in one go to keep the kids happy, I yeah. mean... That's not good, is it? No, not at all. And obviously, people have got some people have got no conscience to put something on and, and not make it what it was promised to be. And uh, I've been told that the organizer is hiding in a tent on the site. So, if you could speak to him right now, what would you say to him? I think he should come out here and explain why he's stolen Christmas from three children. 
um, and all the well, I mean we've been in the car park for 15 minutes here um, and there we've seen dozens of, of come and gone um, so there must have been thousands they were apparently expecting 15,000 visitors a day um, the security have been telling people that they should have had emails this morning saying it's been cancelled but nobody appears to have had those well, Sarah Ecobes, daughter Amelia, who has cerebral palsy, was due to cut the celebratory cake at the Winter Wonderland. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. How old's Amelia? Amelia was 12. And why was she chosen to cut this well, celebratory cake? When we started our business earlier in the year, we did a, um, a lot of charity work and we decided that, um, well, Amelia wanted to um, have a chosen charity. And um, we were put in touch with the Papworth Trust because they have... Um, disabled groups, youth groups in Bedford that needed funding. So we decided we would fundraise actively for them whenever we could. So we'd done um, an event for them earlier in the year and um, that's when um, Lorenzo turned up one day and um, sold it to Patworth that he was going to lay on this fabulous winter wonderland and that um, he was going to use them as his chosen charity and asked us if we would come along and raise money for them as well. So, um... She must have been really excited to, to, to be part of this. She was absolutely delighted. She saw it as such an amazing opportunity to raise money for other children like her. Mm. And, um, she was just thrilled. And she told everyone at school. Her head teacher gave her a week off school because they thought it was such a fantastic opportunity for her to raise money for other children like herself. And, um... Then she was asked to do the cutting of the celebratory cake. She was really honoured. Um, but little were we to know that so little thought and planning had gone into the event. Did she get to cut the cake in the end, or was that completely scuppered? No, I mean, we didn't even, You see, I started to see things on Facebook and the media on the Saturday night, and I was starting to think, goodness me, what, what on earth is going on here? There's so many complaints. And... Um, then on the Sunday morning, yesterday, we, when we, we were supposed to go down there, we found out that it, Papworth had obviously pulled out of it because they didn't want to be associated with it and that it wasn't going to happen. We never had any contact from the organisers to tell us it was off. Um, so you not spoken to Lorenzo or anybody since? No, no. And, of course, we had... Well, we'd spent an absolute fortune on stock... What, what, what is your stock? What is it you sell? We're, we're the lollipop girls. We started this business as a, for Amelia because um, she'd got a lack of confidence and uh, um, she felt that with her, her disability that she'd never be able to do anything. And it's been, it's been an amazing journey for her because she's a lollipop girl now and we sell sweets and we do candy floss and popcorn at events and school fairs and charity events. And it's been a, a wonderful for her. But this was the, the big one where we thought, wow, we can really make a difference for Patworth and raise a lot of money. Mm. And, of course, we spent nearly £3,000 on stock, a lot of it perishable, sweets, and, well, it's wasted now. Um, so, so she's the... terrified that the business is going to fold because, you know, we've put so much money into it and we've wasted it. Is that, is that a real possibility that the business could collapse? I'm determined... We're fighters. We, we will not let it collapse. And we've had some amazing support just in the last day from people we don't even know offering to buy stock from us. Um, and we won't let it happen. Obviously, it's going to take me a very long time to pay off my credit card. Um, but we will just keep going because I, I'm not going to let someone's bad planning and, um, well, 
complete mess up of um, what was supposed to be a wonderful time. How has this affected? How has this affected Amelia? She's very upset. Yesterday, she was just really distressed, and she ended up with a thumping headache, poor thing, by the end of the day, because I think the stress of it all, and she came to me, she was in tears, saying, Mummy, uh, is the lollipop girls going to end? And I said, well, no, I've got to do my absolute best, and I haven't bought my husband a Christmas present, but and he's not going to get one now, but um, I won't let the lollipops girls go, because... That's her future. It's something that she knows she can do, and she's been so heavily involved with. So, I mean, I, and I also feel awful for Papworth because mm. this could have been an amazing opportunity. We, we could have made a real difference for the youth groups. It's it's such a shame. Sarah, so, uh, Lorenzo's going to be on. Uh, well, he's promised he's going to be on uh, with Jonathan Vernon Smith after nine o'clock. What would you like to say to him? Well, I've been asked to come down, so I will be jumping in the car and see and um, see if I can say anything to him. I just wonder if he's thought, you know, apparently he's been organising this since February. Um, he, he clearly got a great marketing team to advertise it, but he just didn't deliver. And has he thought about not just, you know, it's awful, all these families have had a horrible day out and, you know, an awful experience, but the businesses, the small businesses like mine, which, you know, in reality could fold under something like this. It's, you know, it's shocking. I, I could have organised a better winter wonderland in my back garden. Um, I just can't... I, I was shocked when I saw it, the, the Father Christmases and the the venue, which was supposed to be completely wheelchair-friendly that just looked like a boggy pit. Um, I can't believe, having had that much time, that he couldn't have laid on something better, and especially with the amount of money he'd taken in in pre-sales... Um, to have just put on a plastic ice rink and things like that and presents that um, <clears throat> from Santa that were really just a few colouring crayons and a few cr- uh, sheets of paper. Sarah, we've got 20 seconds left. But give Lollipop Girls a bit of a plug. Oh, well, you know, if you're looking for something to give your um, event the wow factor, we do candy floss, popcorn and sweets. We'd love to hear from you. We've got lots of Christmas stock if you need it. And... Uh, we do glow cones for candy floss, which are very popular. Is there a website? There is. It's www.thelollipopgirls.co.uk. Excellent stuff. I appreciate your time, Sarah. Thank you very much. Let's see if we can get rid of some of that stock for her, shall we? See if you can get a few quid back. Right, it's a little bit later than usual. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound is slow between Junction 12 for Flittick and the Toddington services. Also heavy still between 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. On the M40 London bound, things are slow between 2 for Beaconsfield and 1A for the M25. Then on the M25 itself, anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 21A for St Albans and 16 for the M40. The A41 southbound is slow between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Public transport has got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. 8.17, it's Monday the 16th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The winter wonderland in Milton Keynes is closed after only one day and a string of complaints. In a speech today, Ed Miliband will say councils such as Stevenage and Luton would be able to build houses outside their boundaries under a Labour government. And in sport, Watford manager Gianfranco Zola is considering his future following nine successive defeats. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Marto Peroni. We are really good at work <laughs> for one hour. I'll tell you what, if Marto is not a big fat one for Christmas, I'm going to be very disappointed. If you've got small children or you're a small person, I dwarf, dress as a rabbit, going to a fancy dress party, you are perfectly safe. Roberto Peroni. Bird watchers in Buckinghamshire perking that a pair of falcons will breed there over winter. And we can all say, gentlemen, God bless Leighton Buzzard and that Wonderbrock. What an amazing invention. Weekdays from three. Good afternoon. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Roberto Peroni. Jonathan Vernon-Smith is here looking as smart and as dapper as always. Good morning to you. <laughs> and now the way you've, you've crossed your hands like that, you look like you're, um, you're working in, I don't know, like a, a post office or a job centre or something. <laughs> a and job how centre? Help, how can I help you this morning, sir? Yes. You had a nice weekend? I had, um, I did have a nice weekend. We went to the pictures with the boys on Saturday, saw Frozen, the new Disney film. Gosh. Oh, it's fantastic. Is it really? It's really, really good. Mm. Then went to a children's party, and then yesterday there was another children's party with 60 children. I didn't go. I, I lied to my wife and children and said, I've got some work to do. Our daddy would love to come, but I've got some work to do. I didn't. I watched a, a documentary about John Denver, then had a sleep. Right. So that was lovely, yeah. Will your wife be listening to this now? She doesn't even know I work here. Right. She still thinks I work on TV. Right. She I thinks see. I'm working on a big project You've somewhere. told her every no. morning you leave. <laughs> Bye, dear. I'm off to the television <laughs> station. Off to BBC today to, <laughs> for more stuff. When's it going to be on the telly? Oh, some point in the future. Big project. Yeah. Drive up here. No one knows. Really? Off to Channel 4 today, my darling. <laughs> Doing a quiz show. <laughs> you wouldn't like it. I won't tell you when it's on. Now, your di- Winter Wonderland. Yes. Oh, my Winter good. Wonderland. It's, it's all in, kicking off. It's in all the papers. I believe it's been on Daybreak. I mean, you've, you obviously, you've seen the Father Christmas. Yep. Page three of the mail. It's not the real Father Christmas, kids. It's, I mean, it's just... What were they thinking? They what got an, they Im- thinking? an imposter yep. to be Father Christmas and not even a very convincing imposter. No. We all know that sometimes you're lucky, you get to see the real Father Christmas. Sometimes you're, you're still quite lucky, you get to see one of the official Father Christmas helpers that he employs. Right. That's just some bloke called Dave, probably. Probably. Looks you, like it. Now, you've got the organiser coming on, have you? Hopefully. Yep. He told us yesterday, he made a promise that he would join us on the show this morning at nine o'clock. And he said he was more than happy because he wanted to come on and talk to you. Uh, many of you are very let down by, by the event. Many of you want to have your say. He promised that he will come on this morning at nine o'clock. Mm. Now, I've just spoken to my team. I said, have we managed to confirm him? Uh, he's not answering his phone at the moment. OK. But that's probably because he's driving in. Yep, that could be it. Let's hope so. Yeah. He promised us he'll be here at nine. Will he be here at nine? You'll have to tune in to find out. Mm. Regardless of that, this morning on the big phone in, I'm asking, can you understand why parents are so angry about Winter Wonderland, Milton Keynes? Hundreds of parents across the three counties, they want their money back. Quite right, too. After visiting Winter Wonderland, the event at Campbell Park shut its doors after one day after furious parents complained about thin, dodgy-looking Santas and an ice rink made of plastic. One father from Milton Keynes that I spoke to yesterday, Ian, Mm. he said that the organisers had ruined Christmas. Well, I tweeted this yesterday, and one or two people did suggest that perhaps that was an overreaction. Well, I don't know. I wasn't there at the event. I wonder what kind of effect it would have had on the little children that had been taken along to this winter wonderland. From nine this morning, your calls, your views. Can you understand why parents are so angry about winter wonderland, MK? And we will find out whether the organiser, as he promised, turns up at nine o'clock. I've just been buzzed in my ear. He's on his way. He's on his way. Good. He's on his okay, way. Okay, he's on his way. So he will be on the show at nine o'clock. If you have a question you'd like me to put to him, then you can uh, call it in and we'll put it to him after nine on the JVS show. 
Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Sorry, I'm all over the place. Fat fingers this morning, fat fingers. Now listen, last month we hit a nerve with listeners, shared spaces. They're meant to improve road safety, but people living in Dunstable, where a shared space has been built, say it's making the streets more dangerous. Well, basically, the road layout has been changed and markings removed around Asda, so motorists and pedestrians are getting confused. Uh, Well, the easy answer I would suggest is to put a proper crossing in, but apparently not. According to Central Bedfordshire's head of highways, Paul Mason... Crossings mean that people don't have to think about what they're doing. The idea of the scheme is to to get people to think about all road users, not just themselves. It's about integration and not segregation. Well, Nigel Young is the councillor who represents Dunstable on the Central Beds Council. Pedestrian crossings stop you thinking, is that right? Well, I think what Paul said was it's about integration, not segre- uh, segregation. Yes. It's based, uh, shared space is based on tried and tested principles that have worked throughout the UK. But, but pedestrian crossings stop, stop you thinking, do they? Well, pedestrian crossings say to pedestrians, it's perfectly safe for me to cross. Yes. And motorists, uh, if they don't see someone crossing on a pedestrian crossing, uh, may not be as alert as they would be if pedestrians are so, standing at the side of the road. So pedestrian crossings. And are not as safe as no pedestrian crossings. I think that's a bit too specific. Pedestrian crossings are a safe way to cross the road, right. generally. I think Brian had this absolutely right when he came yes. on your show first thing this morning. Yeah. He obviously drives the road, he's obviously seen that traffic flows better, and he's probably seen that pedestrians are getting the opportunity to cross. We haven't had any accidents. That's not true, is it? Uh, well, it is. That's not true. We've had a caller this morning who says that they've seen uh, cars that have crashed into oh, bollards. Oh, d- forgive me, Ian. And I've yes, got a picture of a car ha- that's, that's crashed in the new road system sent in by John. So yes, there have been accidents. I've, s- I've seen it. There yep. have been vehicle accidents. There have been no pedestrian accidents. But so it's misleading to say there have been no accidents. And I apologise for you. that. Thank you. OK. So there have been accidents. Uh, been what about but blind people? Have a listen to this. This is uh, our reporter, Justin Dealey, who uh, asked Raymond, who's blind, how he crosses the road. Well, I've got a guide dog, and he always stops at it for me. If I, like last week, I had to come down because he wasn't well, and I came down with a cane, it's a totally different ball game. You've got no idea. You can feel the stones or the, or the uh, bricks, but how do you find the curb? You can't. He, thank God, finds the curbs. I only realised how bad it is, really, 100%, until I came down without him. So what you're saying is, without your guide dog, this is a no-go area for you? It would be, definitely, yeah, yeah. But let's just get this absolutely clear. Anywhere you can walk in Dunstable, apart from this particular road? Yes, the only this and Buscombe Road, as we talked about, but yeah. that, that's only the pedestrian crossing up there, or the uh, Pelican crossing, I should say. Anywhere else, I'm fine on my own. Anywhere. Apart from here. Apart from here. Nigel? Well, there are two places that uh, raise having problems. I'm aware of the problems. We will look at the tactile uh, surfaces on Court Drive. In fact, we're going to do an independent inspection of Court Drive next year because we're listening to your listeners and the rest of the public. And if we need to make changes as a result of that inspection, we will. Specifically for Ray, we understand that, and I'm very well aware of the problem he's got on Boscombe Road. Mm. We need to address that. We need to do something about it. What changes could you potentially be looking at at Court Drive? 
right, well, Ray's talking about tactile surfacing, but, you know, w- without wanting to repeat myself, the traffic flows better on Court Drive. The uh, speeds are down more than 10 miles an hour. They're around 20 now from uh, over 30. And there have been two courtesy crossings there for years. Mm. And before we implemented this scheme, we, we used CCTV to see behaviour on those courtesy crossings. The principal one used was right outside Asda, going to Grove House Gardens. And it works, and motorists do give way. But we can't legislate for bad driving. We understand that. Mm. I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know, as a driver, I wouldn't know that, that I'm supposed to stop out of courtesy at a courtesy crossing. Well, interestingly, Ian, if pedestrians try to cross not on the courtesy crossings, drivers, in fact, are not giving way to them. I've stood for hours observing that. But at the courtesy crossings, most drivers are giving way to pedestrians. I tried to cross from Asda to the theatre with my three-year-old granddaughter. It was a nightmare. Nobody stopped. We had to wait for a big gap, then run. That's from Veronica. Yes, I heard that on your show this morning as well. What and, would you and say I'm, to Veronica? I'd say that I'm very sorry that she felt that way. It is just a matter of waiting until it's safe. On your show on Friday, you had a lady who said she was nearly hit by a bus. I think the crucial piece of this is she wasn't because she was watching the road around her. Uh, Lena says on Facebook, Oh my God, that bloke lives in La La Land if he thinks court drive is working. If you're in a car, it's worse. People just run across the road in front of you for the bus lane. When you're sitting beside the bus to go into Asset, the bus just carries on going. It is a case of people just having to wait for a gap and then running. And it, you can't do that if you've got kids or if you're an old person or if you're disabled. I'm, I'm really sorry to hear about these uh, incidents where people feel intimidated. And, you know, I'd be really grateful if people are intimidated by buses if they'd let us know absolutely sincere about that Mm. with buses and with taxis it's very very easy for us to sort that behavior out and we would want to but what about the other drivers i mean she talks about the buses but she does say it's 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 a nightmare to cross that road and it is isn't it come on you know listen you're an intelligent gentleman and i like our little batonage we have from time to time but you know you go to a pelican crossing you press a button Oh, there's a green man. I can cross. That works. That works. Yes, that does work. But it, it isn't the principle that we're trying uh, to, to, to get to work and is working on court drive What is now. the principle? Explain the principle. The, the principle of shared space is that uh, drivers, pedestrians and cyclists share the same road. As they do all over the county, there are many, many roads that don't have zebra crossings. Uh, speeds reduce because people are uncertain. Bringing speeds down to below 20 miles an hour means that in the event that there was an accident uh, god forbid that there would be that there would be significantly hugely less chance of injury it makes a place that people can moderate their behavior integration not segregation Thank you very much. Always nice to see you. Thank you for coming in. Are you set for Christmas yet? Uh, sort of. I've got this week to do. And really? Then, yeah, really. And then I'll uh, I'll be ready to go next week. Couple of days off. I've got to, I've got to take the boys out shopping for their mum today, and then that's it. That's it. It's done. We're not going to. We're going to have you on the radio every morning, though, aren't we? No, you are not. I'm having two weeks off. You're kidding. I'm having two weeks <laughs> off. I'm not. I'm not coming in for goodness' sake. No, I think you got Justin for a few, a few, a bit of it, and uh, Roberto for some of it as well. So well, you have a really good one, Ian. Nigel, lovely to see you. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. EM1 southbound is heavy between junction 10 for the Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. And the M40 Londonbound still struggling this morning between 2 for Beaconsfield and 1A for the M25. 
On the M25 itself, anti-clockwise has queues between 21A for St Albans and 16 for the M40. The A5 south, uh, southbound on the speed centre is looking heavy between Dunstable and Mark Yates. And in Aylesbury, the A41 Vista Road is heavy at Hayden Road. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Jane Killick. Families have been left disappointed with children in tears after the early closure of the Winter Wonderland attraction in Milton Keynes. The event at Campbell Park shut its doors early yesterday after numerous complaints. The Labour leader, Ed Miliband, is visiting Stevenage today. He's expected to say that councils such as Stevenage and Luton should be allowed to build houses outside of their boundaries. A 22-year-old man will appear before magistrates in Oxford this morning, charged with murdering 17-year-old Jaden Parkinson. Ben Blakely, who's from Reading, is also accused of perverting the course of justice. The weather, cloudy and mild with outbreaks of rain and a high of 12 Celsius. On to sport and in cricket, England's batsmen are chasing an improbable 504 runs to win the third Ashes Test and stay in the series. Australia declared their second innings this morning on 369 for six. George Bailey hit 28 off one James Anderson over. In reply, England lost captain Alistair Cook to the first ball of the innings. Michael Carberry, Joe Root and Kevin Peterson have also gone. A short while ago, England were 143 for four. In football, in the Premier League, Liverpool won 5-0 at Tottenham. They go second, two points behind the leaders, Arsenal. Manchester United won 3-0 at Aston Villa. Norwich drew one all at home to Swansea. Watford manager Gianfranco Zola is considering his future following a fifth successive home defeat at the weekend. The Hornets lost 1-0 against Sheffield Wednesday in the Championship. Watford haven't won for nine games. Zola admits he needs to think carefully about his future. Uh, certainly I would like to take responsibility for some, some of the things that are not going in the direction where they're going. Uh, that would be certainly a part of it. You know, I don't know what, uh, what they want to think. I think it's, it's important right now that uh, you... you you know, you have to be honest, analyse the situation and see what you can do. Andy Murray has been named BBC Sports Personality of the Year for 2013. Murray won the men's singles title at Wimbledon, ending a 77-year wait for a British men's singles champion. Irish Lions rugby union player Lee Halfpenny was runner-up and jockey AP McCoy was third. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, Winter Wonderland, Milton Keynes Winter Wonderland. The organiser is apparently going to be on Jonathan's show after nine o'clock. Here's an email from Emma. Heard you're discussing Winter Wonderland at Milton Keynes. It was awful. Luckily, my two children are too young, seven months and three years, to really understand. But myself and hubby were very disappointed. Went to High Park last year, didn't expect anything that grand, but didn't expect one carousel having to be pushed around by hand, which they charged two quid for, and the other to have feather dusters as decorations. It was literally a few fairground rides and food stalls in a muddy field. Not really a wonderland. The helium balloons... Oh, oh no. The helium balloons on one stall were all dragging on the floor, and they were trying to sell them for £5 each. When asked why they weren't floating, they were told because they were too big. Honestly, the whole thing was a shame. Only thing was there was only thing there was plenty of portaloos. A complete disgrace. Please, it's closed. Just disappointed and saddened for all the kids who were looking forward to it. 
Well, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you went there, just how bad was it? Joined now by Stephen Gordon Wilson from Destination MK, which promotes the town and is an events producer. Morning, Steve. Morning, Ian. This isn't great, is it? Milton Keynes is in all the papers, it's on the telly, it's on lots of radio stations, all for the wrong reason. Tell me about it. I, I can't really even begin to talk about how angry I am about this. It's absolutely outrageous. I'm, I'm angry for the poor children and families. I'm, I'm listening to, to the lady earlier on whose daughter was supposed to be cutting the cake. I was nearly in tears. It's just shocking. Um, I'm angry for the, the people at the council and the Parks Trust on their behalf. You know, they were sold this dream of a winter wonderland and it turned up to be a dirty old porter cabin and a bit of something um personally as you say i, I work on events i'm angry personally he, this guy claims to have spent months and months in the planning oh he's and been to, planning it since february we exactly hear. and to, to to develop that since february is absolutely outrageous and i don't know there are a lot of people out there at the moment saying oh let's pull together and try and produce something and, and that's fantastic but you can't pull something together like that in a week unfortunately um, and, and, I mean, he obviously couldn't do it in ten months. I'm, I'm really interested to see what he says to JVS this morning. Well, apparently he's on his way in, which is fantastic. I, was, I didn't believe he would come in, but we've been told he is on his way in. It's embarrassing for Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes is a bit of a laughing stock this morning because of this, isn't it? You're absolutely right. I mean, and that's really the, the thing I'm the most angry about. I mean, obviously, Destination Milton Keynes and lots of other groups work in endlessly to promote the city and to try and make shout good news stories and, and to build a good Christmas, which so many people have been doing this year. And then in one fell swoop, all of that hard work gets undone by one guy that, that hasn't put the effort in, hasn't put the time in. And, and you know, I'm trying to be objective and I'm trying to trying to find some kind of sympathy for him because he says he's a family man and he's been working hard but i'm sorry you can't mess around with christmas like that especially in somewhere like milton Keynes, where the standard is really high and everyone works exceptionally hard he's coming and just and just knocked it out of the park with with, with one event we've got some people saying and here's an example from steve if people saying christmas is ruined by this man cocking up a simple event then i feel very sad kids don't need an event such as this to make christmas special absolutely true but having a four-year-old, having a two-year-old, I know that they build these... If you say, right, on Saturday we're going to go to Winter Wonderland and we're going to meet Father Christmas, kids build that thing up in their head. It, it, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? It's desperately sad. If, if I, I've got a little girl who's nearly four. If I'd have taken her, I don't think my anger... I don't think I'd no. have been able to control my anger just on the phone, to be honest. I'm lucky that she didn't. I didn't take her. Um, I, I'm desperately angry and sad at, at these poor people, and especially for the businesses and the charities. You know, listening to the, the Lollipop Girls earlier on, that's a heartbreaking story. And the poor Papworth Trust, who were relying on that for, for funds, all of a sudden have had it snatched away. Well, they've spent, they've spent seven grand on this as well. They've lost money. Outrageous. And I mean, it's not just the charities, it's the, the businesses as well. I know that the fairground operator Stanley is about 20 grand because they were bought in and, and there was no one there to use the rides. Lorenzo, uh, the organiser, is going to be on the show after uh, with JVS. Sorry, after uh, nine o'clock, he's going to talk about how he's going to refund the money. Is is it practical to refund all the money? Well, I, I, he's so far. I've, I've heard him speak elsewhere, and he said that he doesn't know how many tickets he's sold. He doesn't mm. know how much money he's made. Um, they were selling tickets on PayPal for heaven's sake, which isn't a particularly um, professional way of selling tickets. I suppose, and, and JVS will know better if, if actually there's some protection there and people can get their money back off their own back in that way. Uh, Steve, uh, what, what good things are coming up in Milton Keynes? What, what, what have we got to look forward to? Well, in, in the distance, you've got the Rugby World Cup and you've got some great events like that. Now, at the moment, there's still plenty going on for Christmas. You know, a lot of people around Milton Keynes, um, Escape, Frost, Gulliver's, have all got some fantastic Christmas events going on. 
next year there are all sorts of great events coming up. I mean, people, as a, people work tirelessly in this place to put fantastic events on, and we will pick ourselves back up again. Yeah. Milton Keynes don't sit, you know, sit moping for too long. Um, so a, a huge list of events coming up. Um, so you know, have to keep an eye on the website and stuff. Stephen, it's good to talk to you. I'm, I'm sorry it's for such a disappointing, embarrassing story. The Winter Wonderland. Did you go? Um, Laura Forsyth is on the line. Good morning, Laura. Hello. Now, Laura, morning. tell us what you tell me what your connection with the Winterland was. Um, well, I teach for um, Two Cole School of Dance in Milton Keynes, and I had a group of um, 55 dancers aged 6 to 16 who were going to be performing every day at Winter Wonderland. Um, so we've been rehearsing for the whole term, extra classes, parents have paid for costumes, oh. and um, children were so excited, and now we've got nowhere to perform, they're absolutely devastated. Um, you know, they've put a lot of time and effort into it. How old, how old are the kids? Um, the youngest is six, from six up to sixteen, mixed boys and girls. And so they are also, and they're going to be dancing there for, for the whole week. Yeah, we were going to be. We were supposed to start there yesterday, and they were going to dance every um, every day after school at six o'clock, and then um, following Saturday and Sunday as well. They must be so, so gutted. Yeah, they are. And we've, you know, we've got all these parents paid for costumes and rehearsing. We've got all these lovely Christmas dances, and we've got nowhere to perform now. It's so sad. And it, I just, if there's anybody out there that would love, like us to come and perform some Christmas numbers somewhere, it'd be really great. Oh, for I'm the tempted children. to invite you to come in and perform in here, but there's not room <laughs> for all of you. <laughs> oh. If there any, so give us the name of the school again, Laura. Um, it's Sue Cole School of Dance. Sue Cole School of Dance. Look, if there's anybody, it's a long shot, but if there is yeah, anybody, if there's anybody out there that like MK Council like gets to perform in the shopping centre or something, kids. We'd absolutely love it. Right, we're, OK. We're well, so what we're going to do... Uh, Catherine, can we put Laura in touch with Steve from uh, Milton Keynes Council we just spoke to, from uh, Destination MK, and see if, if, the, he, if he can squeeze Laura's it, Laura in somewhere. She'll even perform in the shopping centre. She'll <laughs> even perform in the shopping centre. Someone, <laughs> what, what, what music are they dancing to? Um, there's, um, there's about seven numbers. We've got Mariah Carey or Lawrence for Christmas is you. That's all the little tiny children. And then I've got a middle group that's got like a Christmas medley, like rocking around the Christmas tree. And I've got an older girl doing a ballet number on point to um, right. White Christmas. If anybody really can varied. help, it's, this sounds awesome. If anybody <laughs> can help, 08459 455555 or email me, ian.lee at uh Oh, hang on. Have we got somebody? Is this connected with this or is this. Uh, no, hang on a second. What we'll do is we'll also get you in touch um, with Stephen Gordon-Wilson from Destination MK, the chap we just spoke to. He may not be able to help, Laura, but if, but any- never if anyone shot, can, if anyone can, Stephen's the man. Stay on the line. I'll put you back through to either Kelly or Catherine, and we'll get you in touch with Stephen, OK? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. If anybody can help, Laura... Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Can we put her through to Stephen? Can we give them swap numbers and see if uh, Stephen Gordon Wilson from Destination MK, if anybody can find a home for that show, I'm sure it's him. Might not be able to, but you never know. Ray's in Bedford. Morning, Ray. Morning, Ian. Ray, what would you like to say? Well, Ian, I was a bit worried when I heard the news that the Winter Wonderland closed down because I bought tickets. Oh. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't actually for the Winter Wonderland. There's another. Um, grotto as well in the centre MK. Oh, okay. Um, which is uh, also with um, Father Christmas, but it's 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 a winter wonderland for um, Disney Wonderland. 
Oh, okay. So that so that that that's probably going to be that, well. That'll be fine then. It's not connected with this at all. Absolutely not connected at all. It might be the option. And it's much cheaper as well. I mean, paying forty-two pounds for pre-booking, it's absolutely ridiculous. Whereas you get like Santa Grotta in in the MK, um, you ride on a train, um, and it's all for Ooh. seven pounds. I'm in. I'm in. Are you taking kids? I am. I've taken my granddaughter in. How old? She's five. Fantastic, man. That's the, again, sort of four, five, six, that's the sweet spot. That's the perfect age for kids and Christmas, I, isn't it? I wish I could go back to that age. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? <laughs> uh, Can you imagine getting presents and, wow, man. Ray, thank you very much uh, indeed. I'm glad it's, um, I'm glad it's, you've got tickets for a different show. Can, uh, can we get Laura back on then? If we're going to, things are happening here. We just heard from Laura, who um, has got all these kids from six to 16 that have, learn to dance, learn loads of different dances, especially for the Winter Wonderland. Now, Winter Wonderland's been cancelled. Laura has had to break the news to all these kids. I'm really sorry. You've put in all this work. You had a gig and it's been cancelled. I'm really sorry. How heartbreaking is that? How heartbreaking is that? Laura's back on the line. Good morning, Laura. Hello. Hello. Well, listen, I, you, you know, I, I said we'd try and sort something out. We've not been able to, I'm afraid. Oh, okay, so sorry. But Stephen Gordon Wilson from Destination MK might be able to. Stephen? Hello. Can you help Laura at all? It's a terrible situation. It's a horrible situation, and it just makes me more and more sad. But I've spoken to the the guys at Escape, and Laura, if you want to come over and and get the team there, we can get you on on the stage there, as it were. Oh, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, the kids will be so happy. And the real Santa's there as well. The actual real Santa's You've got the real Santa, Stephen? Oh, yeah. Oh, that will make me so happy. Thank you so much. No problem. Stephen, That's you're like you're like a little Father Christmas yourself. That's what. Listen to us. She's squeaking. <laughs> you made Laura squeak. Stephen, I really appreciate that. That is fantastic news, and I didn't want to put you on the spot, but I, I, I appreciate your help on this. No worries. Laura, is that good news? That's amazing news. Thank you so much. Well, there you go. You Thank see, you. it took two minutes to sort out. He's a good guy, Laura. You, you, we'll make sure you swap details. We'll get that all sorted, and let us know when it's happening, and we'll give you a big plug on the show. There you go. Oh, I've got all tingly. Now I see why Noel Edmonds did it for so many years. <laughs> that was nice, wasn't it? Beautiful, isn't it? Even grumpy old me can see the magic of that. After all that horrible Christmas stuff, yep. now that's the real spirit of Christmas. Oh, I've gone proper tingly down my spine, you Brilliant. see. It's magic. Thank you for that. And, and thank you to, to Catherine and Kelly who helped uh, sort that out. It wasn't you? Yeah, he rang us. Did he ring back? He was listening and rang us back. Well, in that case, you're, you're both fired. Oh. You're fired as well, Kelly. Merry Christmas. We're fired. Hmm? We're fired. Again? Yeah, oh, yes, it's a Christmas firing. Oh, hey! Oh, that was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, that was lovely. We should do nice things on the show more than once a year. Why don't we? Twice a year. Okay. Okay, let's push it. There you go, you see. Thank you, Stephen Gordon Wilson from Destination MK. And Laura there, who's uh, taught all those kids to dance. They will get a chance to show off their dance moves. Excellent stuff indeed. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. In After the news and weather, we'll speak to J-Dog. About Andy Murray, Sports Personality of the Year? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise, there are queues between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. On the M1 southbound, looking heavy still between 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. On the A5 in Markgate, that's partially blocked near Luton Road after an accident and an oil spillage. 
In Marston Mortain, the A421 southbound also slow between Beancroft Road and the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford. Public transport has got no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Right, it's 8.45, it's Monday the 16th of December, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The winter wonderland in Milton Keynes is closed after only one day and a string of complaints. In a speech today, Ed Miliband will say councils such as Stevenage and Luton would be able to build houses outside their boundaries under a Labour government. And in cricket, Australia have set England a target of 504 in the third Ashes test. They don't stand a chance. Here's the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a rather miserable start to the new working week. Some fairly strong gusty winds out there, but also some heavy rain expected. But the good news, I suppose, is the temperature is feeling a little milder than it has done of late. Temperature outside already in double figures and the maximum later likely to get up to around 12 Celsius, 54 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now, the heaviest of the rain, particularly this afternoon, really, but eventually the wind will start to ease. Overnight, we're hanging on to further outbreaks of rain again still heavy um, but towards the end of the night towards dawn tomorrow morning we'll start to notice the sky clear a little and that's when the temperature will drop the wind falls a little lighter and we could run the risk of one or two mist and fog patches developing the minimum temperature down to four or five celsius tomorrow any remnants of cloud and rain will move south and eastwards behind it some sunny spells but it will feel cold especially colder than today eight celsius the maximum for tuesday that's 46 degrees in fahrenheit thank you very much Every weekday morning from nine. That's ghastly. It's absolutely disgraceful. Don't talk about morals because he doesn't care about the man in the street. The biggest local talking points. I found out a couple of hours later it was a murder. Over the phone they phoned me up and told me. I don't know why you're pissing on that man. The JBS Show. I feel it's out of place in this country. Let me be really frankly honest with you. Local government and government are doing a good job here. I never call in but I feel so passionate about this topic. The JBS Show. Weekdays from nine, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm like Father Christmas, or I wouldn't want to say I'm like Jesus, because some people might be offended by that, but but basically, Justin, I'm a good mm. guy, huh? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. I've been saying this to you for ages and yeah. ages, and you just won't listen. <laughs> like, every morning I tell you I'm a good guy, and you mm. laugh at me. You're one of the good guys One of the there. good guys? Yeah. Oh, that was nice, wasn't it, about Laura and her dancers? Absolutely lovely. Even cynical, grumpy old me had a little <laughs> tingle down my back then. Listening to that, do you know what I thought? It's Christmas. We can now start la, Christmas la, la, hearing la, la. something nice. Christmas time. <laughs> la, la. La la la, it's Christmas time. La, Please la, stop la, the song. La, it's it's Christmas, Christmas time. time. Please la, la, stop la, la, the song. Oh, you grumpy old Scrooge. No, just like a bit of quality. <laughs> a little bit of quality <laughs> streets. Yes, yes. That's what you need. Anyway, yes. it's v- really nice. Now, again, thank you to, uh, to Stephen there from uh, Destination MK who sorted that out off his own back. Now, 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 now. I'm back to being angry again now. Mm. Sports Personality of the Year. It's a personality competition. It's not a sporting achievement competition. 
Bradley Wiggins. Did, didn't he win it the, the year before? He has got personality. He's got a little bit. They're mm. stored in his sideburns. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a little bit. Although, did you see the sa- state of the suit he was wearing when he got knighted? <sighs> That's the thing, you see. He may awful. be a good sportsman, but clearly, uh, when it comes to fashion, he's uh, he's lacking, isn't he? He's lacking in the fashion. Mm. Uh, this year's winner, and we all knew it was going to be him, Andy... I'm Andy Murray. I'd like to say thank you for winning sports personality of the year. I left my personality <laughs> in a box under the bed. You're not happy, are you? I'm, I'm, fu- I'm furious. It makes what is one of Britain's last outstanding um, uh, honourable systems, makes it a laughing stock. A lot of people agree with you, Ian. I've been to uh, Dunstable this morning. I think, um, I think it's maybe the title of this particular competition because in saying that, though, Andy Murray, by achieving what he's achieved this year by winning Wimbledon, does that make him a personality? So I've been asking people in Dunstable if they agree with you that uh, sports personality Andy Murray deserved to win it. Uh, has he got a personality here's what people had to say I think so he has no personality it's uh, inevitable he's going to win it because he won Wimbledon first Brit British in uh, a long time but he has no personality so should we maybe change the name of this uh, this competition then to, to what though sports achievement of the year yeah or given you know so. sports given of the year yeah sports given <laughs> you old cynic you thank you very much you're welcome no, it isn't right, I agree. He hasn't got any personality whatsoever. So do you think the bosses at the BBC should maybe go back to the drawing board and say, look, we should maybe think now, after this, Without about changing the name? Without a doubt. He's done well. I, you know, no doubt in that, but personally I don't think he deserved to win that, no. Because it's called sports personality. Yeah, and he ain't got no personality. <laughs> Colin, Ian Lee's absolutely furious about this, at Andy Murray winning Sports Personality of the Year, because he hasn't got a personality. What's your thoughts on that? He's probably right, but the fact is, he's won, an awful, he won Wimbledon this year, and uh, bless him, um, I think he deserved it. As you say, no personality, but, <laughs> but why do they call it Sports Personality of yeah. the Year? So we should maybe change the name then, to, to, to Sports Achievement of the Year? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, possibly. I think he deserved to take it in some... In, in some type of way because um, no one's won it in so many years and he's British he may be British he may have won Wimbledon but is he a personality he's a personality in my eyes and, and, I, and I'm sure that he's going to be a personality in many in many people's eyes because he won Wimbledon so despite the fact that, that he's quite monotone he's quite boring by his achievements that makes him a personality I don't think he's boring he walks his dog <laughs> well and that makes him exciting well He's got a lovely lady. He's got a lovely lady and he he's walks his dog. Pers- he's got a lovely personality. Very wise words there mm, from... Uh, absolutely. Was, was that a gentleman at the end? It was, yes. Apparently, yeah. if you uh, walk your dog, you have personality. Uh, Martin on uh, Twitter says, If Scotland gain independence, will Murray have to give the award back because he won't be British anymore? I hope so. <laughs> a lot of people don't like him, but you, know, you can't take away well, his achievements. I like it. Listen, I think he's great. I think he's a, he is a brilliant, brilliant tennis player. I think he is great, and I think he's, he does a cracking job. He just hasn't got any personality. Well, he says, no matter how excited I try to sound, my voice always sounds boring. That's just my voice. I'm sorry, but I'm very excited right now. Thank you very much, everyone. He is an incredible tennis player this year, of course, an incredible achievement. But I'm with you, Ian. He has no personality, and it is called sports 
personality. And another tweet from Martin. Uh, this is a little bit harsh. Please can I nominate that horse that kicked Dappy from Endubs in the face for Sports Personality <laughs> of the Year? No. Oh dear, oh dear. That's a local story. Yeah, absolutely. Happened yeah. in beds, hearts, or indeed bucks. Local and vocal. Local and indeed vocal. Uh, Justin, cracking stuff. Always good to speak to you. See you and tomorrow. You, thanks, Ian. Oh, cheers. By the by, 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 yeah. by the by. Uh, I've got two weeks off. I know you have. And I believe you're filling in for me for a couple of days. Yes, two days. I'm um, filling in next uh, Monday and next Tuesday. That wasn't run past me. Um, doesn't have to be. Well, it yeah, should be. No, no, don't worry I, about that. I gave, I, I gave the thumbs up to Roberto. Yeah. I, I, I said, yes, get, get Roberto to come in. Hey, listen, if you want to but walk away on the best day of the year to broadcast, Christmas Eve, you get no choice, I'm afraid. Shut up. He's gone. Justin? It's just gone. How rude. How rude. I'm having two weeks off. You can't begrudge me that. I don't get paid. I got a stroppy text the other uh, tweet the other day. So, oh, off on a well-paid holiday. No, I don't, if, I don't get, if I don't work, I don't get any money. So, you know, just be careful. Uh, let's look at these Winter Wonderland texts. Um, Stevenson Alban says, that, oh no, come on now. That Lorenzo might be heading for Luton, not the studios, but the airport. No. He said he's going to be on Jonathan's show after nine o'clock, so I'm sure he will be. Uh, Phil says, when Lorenzo comes in, how about suggesting instead of giving money back to middle class people who don't need it, give it to the Philippines Aid Relief Fund as they do? That's the most ridiculous, nonsensical text I think I've ever had. What's, what's that? What has the Philippines got to do with, with anything regarding this story? It was not middle class people who don't need it. If I paid 20, 30, 40 quid, to I'd see want the my magic money. of Christmas light up your children's eyes. I'd want to come back. What's it got to do with being middle class or working class or anything? What a rude text. Well, oh, here we go. This is... Can, can, oh, um, tomorrow, on tomorrow's show, remind me of this. I'm only going to read texts out that start with Y-O-Y-O-Y, OK? Y-O-Y-O-Y, says Helen Lynn Milton Keynes. Did Winter Wonderland think they could compete with a similar event being held in Hyde Park, London? Why? A Y. A Y. There we go. All texts have to start with that tomorrow. Uh, and also, we went to the uh, Winter Wonderland Milton Keynes. It was awful. A few fair rides charging two quid per person, teenagers running the place. It was... Oh, this breaks my heart. It was so... Could you type a little quieter? I'm just typing Y O Y O Y, and it needs to be in capitals and it needs to be done firmly. Fair play. Sorry. In that case, I apologise. Thank you. Uh, it was so sad to see the children's sad faces. It was so disappointing. We hadn't booked, fortunately, but feel so sorry for my friends and others that did. Blaming social media and teething problems is a joke. It wasn't just the Santa. The place was not festive. It was a cheap, tatty funfair. Um, let's have a look. I've got an email that's just come in. Let's see who's... Uh, Jürgen has emailed in. Um, this, this event not being organised professionally is one thing. The point that strikes me most, and what I can't believe, is that obviously nobody during planning stage, e.g. Destination MK, MK, Campbell Park, Council, etc., noticed what this event would be like and possibly pulled the emergency brakes. Well, the thing is, I think, Jürgen, he'd set it up, the website looks great, doesn't mean anything, I know, but... And he'd sold it as being this great thing. You wouldn't know it looked tatty until it went up, and that would probably go up, I'm guessing, the night before, the day before that you'd set it up. We've been trying to call the chief exec of the Parks Trust this morning. He's not answering his phone yet, but I'm sure he will, and uh, he'll have something to say about this. Exactly, exactly. Oh, you finished talking? About that, yes. Excellent stuff indeed. Well, if you want to uh, talk about it, we're coming off the air now, but if you want to talk about it, do give Jonathan Vernon-Smith a call, 08459 555. I was just going to tell you that that clip of Justin's in. I'm glad everyone needs to know that. Which, which uh, okay, this there, that one. Okay, let's let's just drag that down. There. Y- you mean this clip of Justin? 
No matter how excited I try to sound, my voice always sounds boring. That's just my voice. <laughs> harsh, but fair. Very, very harsh, but fair. I'm getting a nice little... Uh, we're almost got enough that we don't need Justin Dealey to ever turn up for work again. We can have a complete... Love no longer has a hold on me. We can have a complete robot Justin. I am stronger, so much more emotionally. Love no longer has a hold on me. I am free. Me no speak English. You see, we could we could do a whole virtual Justin for Justin. Can I ask you? Do you do a show uh, that talks uh, about uh, Nazis? That talks about uh, their gold? Do you do anything like that at all? I don't do a program about Adolf Hitler. I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. Oh, I want to touch. I want to feel. OK, there we go. So Justin doesn't need to tell him. He doesn't need to come in for those two days. We have enough to create a virtual robotic Justin Dealey, which is surely every person's dream. Anyway, the Winter Wonderland conversation continues with Jonathan Vernon Smith after nine o'clock. Lorenzo, the uh, gentleman who organised it, will be coming into the studios. Now, I know lots of you have been trying to get hold of him. Uh, so now's your time to talk to him, really. If you've got a question or a comment or a criticism, start calling now, 08459 555555. You can start emailing as well, jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. Uh, and you can find out if and indeed when you'll be getting your refund. Uh, a cracking show today because of you. It's one of those shows that's been driven by you. So many of you got in touch with the station over the weekend to say that you'd been to this event and that there had been a problem. Your calls were taken, they were answered, and we got as many of you on as we could. Also, the Dunstable shared roadway story came from you. The two big stories of the day on the show this morning have come from you. So... You need to keep getting in touch with us. You can email me, ian.lee, I-A-I-N, dot L-double-E, at bbc.co.uk. You can also go and post things on the Facebook page as well, and, if, if you know, make sure that we notice them. And if you don't get a reply, post them again until you do get a reply. It's coming up to 8.59. Let's get the travel news now with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise still very slow between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. M1 southbound looking heavy between 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. On the A5 in Markgate is partially blocked near Luton Road after an accident and an oil spillage. On public transport, there was a signalling problem at Welling Garden City, which is leading to delays of up to 20 minutes on First Capital Connect, Grand Central, First Hull Trains and East Coast. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. <sighs> I'm going to stick around and listen to the next three hours. It's going to be feisty, I would imagine. Thanks, everyone, who got in touch. JBS is up next with the organiser of Winter Wonderland. Until tomorrow at six from me, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning, welcome to the JBS show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, can you understand why parents are so angry about Winter Wonderland MK3? 